Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor, and this week we have a really special guest. She's basically the ultimate multi-hyphenate. She's like the OG blogger, influencer. She's a YouTuber. She's a model. She's a business owner. She's a mother of the two cutest little boys and like 20 other things. Welcome, Asya. Hi. That was a that was an that was an introduction. You know that I mean, honestly, I was like, how do I introduce Asya? And I was like, how, like, there's no fuck. Like, how can I make that more concise? That was as concise as I could make it. You do everything. I feel like that was pretty concise, but it's also now <laughs> like lined things up so that there's a large expectation of how this is going to go. And it's absolutely I'm going to fail every single one. I'm not going to meet any of those expectations. <laughs> Asia actually is a huge podcast head and this is her Damn. first podcast and so I feel very just special and also like I'm taking her podcast virginity. I love so it. This I is love a it. It's been a while. I mean, I've been married a while, so it's it's good to have another kind, you know? Like Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, you really are Madonna. Asia really is Madonna like a virgin. <laughs> there we go. Like a virgin to this podcast. Yeah, like a virgin to this podcast. That would be a great title. People are going to be angry. There is. <laughs> you know, I mean, I feel like I'm in the business of angry at this point. That's what it feels like. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. no, honestly, I I will say, though, I feel like you handle people being angry at you in the most hilarious way possible. Like, you just, you're very funny about it. Like, I don't know. Like, I've never seen you upset about it. I've only seen you, like, LOLing at it. Um, I think in the beginning I got pretty upset. Like there's this video that went around in the, in the Gulf region because WhatsApp is basically just a virus to society. And basically <laughs> I deleted it. I literally had to delete it. Broke yeah. I also, yeah. because, but if, yeah. my, if my whole entire business life was not conducted on WhatsApp, I would probably have to delete oh, it as well. No. I'm trying to shift yeah. everyone over to hangouts, but so far not so popular. I don't, I don't know how that's going to, okay, we'll see. I don't know, but yeah, 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 I yeah, went yeah, around yeah. on WhatsApp and it was like this video of me and I, I intentionally recorded a really vulnerable moment because I had left to my first fashion week at New York Fashion Week and I was with my husband. And then it's the first time that we had ever left Adam alone for such an extended period of time. And, it was, and that extended period of time, by the way, was like 10 whole days. And um, that's a long time. It's a long time. It's a long yeah. time. And so um, I, I just was getting so much stuff. Oh, wait. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just sorry. Adam's <laughs> screaming in the background now. I feel like he, he wants can just to participate. Tell, yeah, he can just tell when I, I start talking about him. So, no, we had left him alone and then uh, we had just gotten so much hate online. And I was so upset because they were like, how can you – they were like, basically, how can you be a mom and leave your kid alone and how heartless do you have to be and is fashion more important than what your kid? What the fuck? And I was trying to set up a business at the time and yeah. it just – I it made me so upset that I was like, how can you say those be things to people? And I had recorded that and then it just went everywhere and it was – so but that like, was the last time I, mean, I did that. <laughs> but that's – I feel like I'm not a mother, but I can only imagine that if I was a mom, that would be like just kind of like a like a really like just the, hitting the wrong nerve. Like oh, you're going to so say hard. that I'm not a good. Yeah. Like and like you're trying to guilt me for doing my job because mm -hmm. as as luxurious or as fancy as the fashion world may seem, it's not. And no. so people perceive it like, oh, you're just vacationing, basically. Right. But like you are probably working your ass off, exhausted, not sleeping, like running from place to place. And yeah, you're you're not doing it for fun. You're doing it because it's your job and you're trying to build a career. And the job at the end of the day and 
what I what I'm starting to use now and starting to try and internalize as well is that social media and and making social media a full time job is technically the performance of a successful life. So if you're sitting yep. there trying to perform constantly and you don't let people in on the cracks when when things are starting to, for lack of a better way of putting it, like starting to fuck up a little, then you're 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 putting on a facade that's just completely impossible to 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 maintain it's it's just it's just not exactly it's, it's not sustainable no, yeah it's not sustainable to just constantly yeah mm. and and that's something that i i told you earlier like i really respect about you is how vulnerable and transparent you are at all times in a way that i think a lot of people on the internet aren't really doing and i feel like you do it in such a natural way like it doesn't seem forced it doesn't seem staged it just seems like you are sharing parts of your life with this audience of people that you've grown to build a connection with. And you also, I feel like, are using your platform in a way that young women can like look to you and say, okay, Asia, this person who I feel like has everything, she goes through shit too. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really important for young women or women in general to see that and be like, she's struggling too, or she's having a shitty day also. And, and it's not like in a poor me, wow, wow kind of way. I just feel like it's in a, Hey, like I'm not having a fucking good day. The other day, yeah. my sister-in-laws and I were sitting and having a discussion on how to kind of broach the, the, the whole scarf subject again. And like where you, where I stand with modesty right now and like what I'm going through and how I'm feeling. And they were like, just, you know, do it how you usually do it, where it's kind of like in the moment and you send it out with like a, foot long caption and you just like continue with your day and I was like yeah. guys those foot long captions they only happen when I'm literally sitting there shaking or I'm literally oh sitting God. there crying and yeah they happen literally in the Instagram app I don't plan them out it's not like I've written yeah. it in notes and then copy pasted yeah. it in it's I'm posting this picture and this is what I'm feeling right now and maybe like like it has nothing yeah. to do with the, the photo but I'm going to talk about it yeah. anyway because this is what I'm feeling and then that's why I think I hope comes off the way that it was intended as genuine. to. genuine. Yeah, yeah. The way that it was yeah. intended to, because it's genuinely yeah. what's going on. You know what I mean? And I, I do think that th like, that's, that's how it reads to me. And like one thing about you that I, I'm just telling you, like, I really appreciate it. I really feel like you are yourself at all times. You are ever evolving. I've been following you since you started. You're one of the first Arabs with good style that I ever found on the internet. So <laughs> I've literally been following you since the very beginning. And I just feel like I've seen you grow and it hasn't been, it's never been fake. And like, that's something that I think is not, I feel like, as appreciated as it should be because there are so many influencers out there who like their life is fake like right. their person their personality is fake and and when I met you in person I you never know what what to expect when you meet someone oh, that yeah. you know online yeah. like you you never know what to expect and I was like holy shit she is the same exact person all the time and I was like I immediately I was like all right she's cool like she's herself and you know what I think in the beginning of of when when being an influencer really took off in in the GCC where I'm based, yeah. it was really it was very um, marketing focused. Where everyone was like, "Oh, yeah. now we have a new channel to really push our things through," because really we don't have celebrity here the way that we had it or that we have it in the West. So yeah. everyone was like, "Okay, I'm going to push my restaurant. This person, I'm going to push this." But and then it came with a, a 
is a small enough paycheck, but it came with a paycheck. And for yeah. a while, I was like, whoa, I can make money off of this? This is yeah. crazy. And when so, you start realizing that people will pay you, it's like, holy shit, yeah, people are going to yeah, pay me to yeah. do this. And then because you're kind of uh, super influenced by the the by the setting that you're in as well, because everyone's like, wow, you can make money off this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. And I started yeah. doing stuff that I don't think at this point in time, I would ever, 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 ever do again, ever. But and so, I think that that's like every person who's ever been an influencer of any sort, mm-hmm. there's always going to be some things that you do and you're like, why did, why did I, I do, I do that? that? It's not like, it's not like I hate it, but like, also what does that have to do with me as a person? Right, like, right. where's the correlation? Well, I think that like for me, because I was doing these things and I, I remember looking back at this picture of me in a restaurant that I was paid to go attend and sitting there and smiling and Emma and I had literally <laughs> just gone to basic war together and we're sitting at this <laughs> and smiling and then a couple months later after the war was over um I look back to these at these photos and I'm thinking I'm, I'm sitting here smiling in them but I I know how miserable I was yep. I know how miserable I was and so yep. I was like, what fuck that. I am not doing that anymore. I'm done. I'm not yeah. going to look back at this and be like, do you know the story behind this photo was <laughs> I was miserable, but also yeah. look how cute I look. No, I'm not going like, to do it. Truly. It's pointless. But there is there is definitely a market for it. And I understand that social media at the end of the day is an escape from, from reality. You come on and you want to see something. Sometimes it's more aspirational, gives you a little bit of most motivation, depending on the type of person you are, really. Yeah. It gives some motivation. So you, you're using social to escape. So some Sometimes you don't want to come to social and listen to people whine about their life. You just don't. And yep. that's that's also very fair. And that's why you get to follow certain people and you don't follow certain people. And my most late, I think the latest post that I have put up about feeling really down and, and hating social media right now, I lost about 4,000 followers that day. And I was like, bye. You know, I don't know. Yeah, what, literally. I don't know yeah, what to it, do. If you don't want to listen to my feelings and you only want to watch me smile, there are a thousand other accounts that you can do that. And that's totally fine. And I totally understand. And you can go. Yeah. And it's okay. It's so it's so funny to me. Anytime I ever post an Instagram story where I say the F word, I will immediately lose 300 followers. Like almost every time, like I, if I say fuck, I'm like, I'm losing 300 followers. And then I check, I'm like, yeah, it's like that story in itself. It's like, you're, I know I'm going to lose followers, but at the same time, I don't care yeah, if you don't want to be, you know, like there's definitely a time, like right now I'm on your podcast. I've said the F word. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally fine with it. But like personally, just for my own, just because of the scale, yeah, I can't. Yeah. And I messaged you earlier. I, I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. I can say that on here. I had, you had, posted, yeah. you'd posted something and you had, you had said fuck in your Instagram stories. And I had yeah. replied back to you. Like, I love how you're just authentically yourself and you don't really, you don't really care. Yeah. And, you're like, and that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. It's it's for me. It's I and I share a lot of parts of myself online, but like we were discussing earlier, there are just certain parts of myself that I don't think I feel comfortable sharing on a platform like Instagram, where there I don't want to hear people's opinions on it. Also, that's the other thing. Like I don't care about your opinion about like for example my faith. I don't. Your opinion is. it's irrelevant matter to me it's literally irrelevant and Mm -hmm. and I guess I people could also argue me wearing a scarf on my head is me showing my faith Mm -hmm. but I don't 
I don't necessarily think that it's like a accurate indication of my faith. I think that faith is something that's so internal and personal. And yeah, like that's something I don't want to talk about. And I do get shit for it. Like you should be posting more of this. You should be posting about like Ramadan. You should be posting about this. And I'm like, I'll post about like how I'm fasting and stuff like that. But I'm not going to be like, hey guys, like I just prayed like like that's, yeah. I'm not going to post about that. That's something that I'm doing for myself, not for people. And for if I put it online, I feel like that would make me feel like a phony. Yeah. I find that you really do find a perfect balance between showing who you are and then also still remaining private in a lot of ways because obviously you don't show every aspect of your life online. No. That would be crazy. That would be a reality TV show. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think at one point in my career, I thought I was quite comfortable with – uh, having a lot more aspects of my family life be online. And then mm-hmm. I think now, just as time goes on, we're working on phasing the kids out of social media a little bit. And and by phasing them out, I don't mean like their physical presence because obviously they're so <laughs> part of my day-to-day that I cannot yeah. do that. You know what I mean? I, yeah. can't, it, I can't only do stories for things when my kids are not around. I can't only you know, just et cetera, et cetera. I just can't. It's not possible. I mean, it's not yeah, you're, you're a mom. Your, your kids are... are- so part of my life it's just they are my day-to-day life you know yeah that's it is it is what it is and so it's just but I am trying to phase out the viewability of them I would say where I'm trying to make sure that their faces are covered in things and we're shooting them from like from the back so you can't really see them and I I think it's it's time for them to start controlling their digital footprint and I don't want to have made those decisions for them now and I think we're stopping young enough where like you know they they're they're gonna change so much exactly. that they're not gonna be recognizable and th- that no. that's fine with me you know I'm yeah I don't I, regret putting them online at all because a lot of people when I did have them online were like you're an awful mother like why would you do seriously? something like this and I'm like well this is my freaking child they're, bro yeah I'm not you get to you put birth them out there for no them. reason yeah 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 I've never done a paid campaign with them ever. Like yeah, we've done. Yeah. They've never, they've never been part of like a a posting thing where like kids must be in photo at this. And like we're always, we always revert back like if kids would like to be in photo at present time, exactly, then kids yeah. will be in photo. And if they don't, then <laughs> it's no guarantee they are children. You know, like there's no yeah. So we've yeah, never children done aren't like always cooperative with photos. Oh yes, enough. so much. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so cooperative. It's the easiest thing yeah. to do in life. Yeah, yeah. Like get so two boys to two pose for a picture. Boys yeah. And yeah. Be like, yeah. Here, wear this. Look cute. Sit down. Yeah. Second. Don't hit each other. Don't cry. Don't just randomly no. walk away mid photo. No. None of those things are going to happen. Yeah. I tried to do that but for like- Mother's Day. There was like a Mother's Day post. Now my mom and I work together, and so she's in office. And I had picked up the kids from school, and I had brought them to office. It was Mother's Day, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna maybe we can get a photo together. And so we're, we're standing <laughs> there trying to do a photo, and the photo's not working out. And so Wadid switches over to video. Wadid's our our in house video homie who's super dope and we're I saying like they might have to- met him at fashion week if i remember correctly fashion week, fashion week. no that was ali okay i'm sorry yeah. i'm just assuming oh, no, no, that no, they're no, the same fine. people no no he's also <laughs> he's also super dope but yeah. we were trying to get this video together and my mom is like if you take this photo then uh maybe some ice cream and i was like no i'm not giving you anything in return <laughs> For, That's what for, grandma's jobs are, bribery. I know, I know, I know. And so this video went onto Instagram. My mom's like, thanks a lot. I, say, I sound crazy. And I was like, because <laughs> she's just in the background like, ice cream? No ice cream? Ice cream? 
no, yeah, no yeah, ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. I, I just your can't. mom is also the most endearing person. She's adorable, and also I feel like you guys have like a mother daughter relationship while simultaneously being buddies. Like I watched one of your vlogs. I usually research people before I do a podcast with them, mm-hmm. so I just deep dive like stalk the shit out of you more than usual. <laughs> um, like I actually like stalk the shit out of you. Like you, you watch, don't know how many do ways you watch I hot ones. I do watch hot okay, ones. Do you know how yes. the, that level of deep dive is terrifying? Yeah, 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 yeah. No. yeah. I, I don't, I'm not at that level yet, but like I'm, I'm getting there. And there was this video, you posted a vlog of you and your mom and your mom's talking about how at like, when you were like a preteen, she told you that you could curse around her, but you oh, couldn't yeah. curse around other people. And <laughs> I, was dad. Di- I was dying. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Never around the dad. You don't no, want never. to die. Never yeah. You're, you're not. Yeah, never. yeah. Yeah. No, like no one's trying to die. Um, But yeah, like it was just so fucking hilarious to me because I was like, that yeah that that makes perfect sense like okay you can you can't curse you can't say the f word you can say everything else mm-hmm. and it's only around me it can't be around other people and i'm like see that's a great mom cuz yeah. curse words like what's the problem but you know other people have their whole like ideology about it it's not proper it's blah 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 it's mm-hmm. inappropriate but i'm like your mom's fucking cool like she's I think just it works it works for everyone's family yeah. di- like you have to you adjust everything to each person's family dynamic and right now yeah. my two-year-old says oh shit and like yeah. when he said it at preschool his preschool teacher was like so <laughs> so 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 he said it he says oh shit and I'm like well what context did he use it and you know like she's like well he dropped a toy and it hurt him and so he said oh shit and I was like well he used it correctly I can't really be yeah yeah you can't really be mad about be that so like upset. I mean and, but yeah. when she said it to me, she was like, well, so Noah says, oh, shit. And I was like, oh, shit, you know? And she's yeah. like, so yeah. that's where he gets it. And I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to – maybe he's too young for the talk. of like, don't use it in front of your teachers, but that with exactly. me. <laughs> like I mean, honestly – I just don't – people really harp on things like that when I'm like, why don't we, like, I don't know, instill kindness and and generosity. Like, let's, let's focus more on, like, using your words to uh-huh. other people uh-huh. kindly rather than, like, how you express yourself in a moment. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's a very momentary thing, like, just saying, oh, shit, you dropped something. That doesn't define you no, as a person. Not at it's all. Just, I'd rather use their mental capacity for other things. Like, if, if I exactly. have 5% mental capacity in a day, for them to pay attention to anything that I'm teaching them. Yeah. It is definitely not going to be, please don't say, oh, shit. It's probably going to be yeah. like, can you, uh, you know, be a nicer person as a whole, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Can we try and, and work it, together here? And then it's like, I feel like, again, not a mom, just an observing aunt. But, like, it would instill this idea of shame towards this certain thing. And I feel like especially – I mean, I can only speak on Arab culture, actually, mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. there's a lot of shame based behavior. Like I don't can't do this because of shame and right. I don't want to bring shame. Yeah, know, everything is shame. Arab. Yeah, everything Arab, is Arab. Oh, yeah. and, and like trying to describe the word Arab, it's not even just shame. It's so much more than shame. It it's like it's like the deepest form of shame, like on your whole fucking family. Yeah. And like everything is Arab. And I'm just like, why are we shaming everyone to be these like robots who are all like identical. Like I just, <sighs> not everything is Arab. Like honestly, not everything is no. Arab. And like, 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 I mean, I, I already went on a rant about this before, but like it just really pisses me off that like 
when women talk about their bodies and any, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, they're, if they're like, oh, I'm having trouble finding a bra. Oh my God. Like Abe. shame on you. Abe, how could you talk about bra? You talk Do you about have boobs? <laughs> oh no, no, you don't have boobs, ma'am. Like, yeah. sorry. I don't know if you're aware of this. You don't have boobs. And I'm no, just they're like, just, they're just there once you're married and they're for use. Yeah. And then when <laughs> they you suddenly children, sprout they when you're married, yeah. they are also useful. But other yeah, than yeah. that, the in-between time, they don't exist. They're, they're, I, like, I can't they believe neither of our husbands right and now. They yeah. exist for your child, and in the yeah. interim, they are not yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that would be ideal. Sometimes I won't. Sometimes. I won't lie. Sometimes that would be ideal, it but unfortunately, be. that's not the case. But I would have loved yeah, to I'm have just... like unclipped them when I was breastfeeding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if just I like get rid of them. Do you imagine the amount of time saved to just unclip the titties for breastfeeding? <laughs> And just be like, here you go. Just like hand it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a detachable, <laughs> like a detachable boob. Like how can we invent detachable boobs? Just like here, like one for you. already have them, but they don't have any like anatomical. Yeah. Help. There's no. They're, they're not lactating. They're no, not lactating. no, that's the no. unfortunate bit. But yeah, no, Abe, everything is right. Yeah, yeah, like literally this entire conversation we've been having is Abe. in fact I am. I'm going to get like, so. <laughs> You're going to be like, Nora, why did I agree to this? This is what podcasting is. But I will say that I feel I've never received a negative comment about my podcast, which leads me to believe that the people who listen to it know what they're getting themselves into. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like, like shitty people don't listen to podcasts. I that's just made I that feel, up. But, that's how I feel but, a little bit about, no, but I, no, but I agree with that. But that's how I feel yeah. a little bit about my YouTube channel now because we're trying to build up our YouTube and it's never been something that I've prioritized mostly because there just there wasn't enough time and so now I'm so happy that we're doing YouTube now at a time in my life where I'm a lot more settled with with the kind of person that I am and I just feel that way about my YouTube like homie if you are going to my YouTube you're getting yourself in to to it by yourself like I'm not it's not Instagram. You, you're not. It didn't just, you know, casually come up on your feed. No, you, you had to have gone to link in bio, you know. Yep. And you yep. had to go look for it, and you had to find the video, and you then you sat through an entire video, and then you hated on me. That's a, that's a you problem. You that's know? exactly. You took a lot of time out of your day to do that, oh, yeah. but I will say I do enjoy your vlogs. I also want to go to Korea now. Oh my god, um, you have because to. of. Because of you solely, like, honestly, like, I literally, I'm just like, I think, yeah, yeah, literally, yeah, solely. But like, I'm like, I think that I have to go now. Like, I feel like I want to go eat at 7-Eleven. I don't know why I feel this way. But like, I, I, but yeah, uh, your vlogs are hilarious. And I do feel like you like them. Yeah. And like, I, that makes sense because I feel like you're so comfortable all the time on it. And it makes sense. It's because it's like a safe space for you, which is interesting because it, from what I know about YouTube, it's a very hostile place. And the comment section on YouTube is, is very deeply disturbing. So that's nice that you have, like, knock on wood, non-hostile comments on your videos. Well, you know what? I do have hostile comments on my videos. It's not so much the lack of hostile content or oh, the, so the there. lack of, yeah. of, of um, hostile comments. It's the, I think, the ability to be building a platform up from scratch and have more control over it. Because with Instagram, yeah. I mean, it's like there's the virability of it as well you know like the yeah went the explore pages like back in the day it was on the explore page or you know um the algorithm preferred you or you know things were sent and screenshot and reposted and like you know the the I don't feel like I had as much control over the audience yeah whereas like now with YouTube it's it's kind of like this what you see is what you get I don't know what else to tell you you know no and like I if you like it you like it and if you can handle how hyperactive I am in videos then great and if you can't also I totally understand you know and I also just feel like even like like 
from a fashion perspective, it's a really fun way to see what you're wearing. Like oh, in yeah. live action. Like I like seeing the way your clothes move and I'm like, oh shit, I like this outfit because I like the way it moves. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like certain outfits, I, I'm sure you've experienced this, don't translate into photos oh, yeah. at all. So like, frustrating. At, it's like infuriating. Yes, yes, yes. Like just yesterday, I oh, literally spent like two hours, I took a break in between, <laughs> but trying to shoot this outfit and I could not get it to photograph the way it looked oh, in my real God. life. Please and, don't tell me it wasn't branded content. Was no, it? it wasn't. Because then no, the no, pictures my, have been all worse to I, get it right. I did have to shoot branded content also yesterday. I was feeling very ambitious. I was like, I'm going to shoot multiple fucking things. And um, oh, I brave. waited until like literally 30 minutes before sunset. And then I couldn't find the light. So then I spent like a solid 15 minutes driving like a maniac saying, I need to find the light. I need to find the light. I need to find uh-huh, the light. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I, found, I found the light. You I did the find light. the light. You did find the light. I found... I literally found a fucking patch of light on the side of a scuba diving building. Yes, yes. (laughs) On the side of a scuba diving building that I passed so many times. And I'm like, what is this scuba diving building? Like, who's going here? And then I went there and I took some photos outside. But yeah, like... Because we can't interrupt the feed and then interject with some like flash photography because then... no. And then it was for branded content. Yeah, for branded content. They they literally were like, we want it to be as natural as possible. No flash. And I was like, fuck. Like, why did I wait until the last moment to do this? But, you know, sometimes we do these things. You know, hashtag time management fail. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, literally spent all morning drinking copious amounts of coffee and uh, watching Netflix when I could have been doing this. Which served purpose, to be fair. I mean, I worked relaxed. You were calm for a while. (laughs) I was calm for a and while, it was and then downhill I was, from there. <laughs> yeah, then I'm just screaming, "Where's the light? Where's the light? I need to find the light." Um, oh my God. So yeah, I'm yeah. As you can imagine, people who take my photos really like being around me. Oh but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I feel like the, I I I harassed a good amount of people to take my photo. It was like when I had first yeah. started, there weren't a lot of people doing that here yet, and yes. so yeah, I was I just walked around with a tripod, <laughs> like like I said. Okay, it up so on did you? Did you really do that? Because I'm mm. thinking about doing that because honestly, I'm starting to actually like feel like I'm abusing people. Like genuinely, I'm like, I think this might be categorized as abuse making people take photos of me. I mean, look, I don't know your business, but <laughs> that, sounds intense. that sounds like you you're need like, to make a change in your life. Yes. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Nor, uh, you're like, you're like switching it around. You're like, Nor, I think that you have a problem that we need to address right now. <laughs> you want to talk about it on a podcast real quick? Or are you, yeah. Are you good? Hi, my, my name is Nor and I abuse <laughs> photographers <laughs> well you know what it would be a nice change to have that yeah. flip flipped around because I yeah. think everything going on in the news right now with how disgusting <laughs> photographers oh my God. are geez louise diet product calm like wow. I, I have to ask you have you ever had an experience like that because I have um, have you ever had a negative I think it might be an America thing honestly everything fucked up in the world happens in you know America, what? I don't know so if it's like... an America thing uh, so far <laughs> so far I don't think I've had trying to think I guess if 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 there had been something it would have stood out enough for me not to have mm-hmm, to stay here and mm-hmm, think so I guess mm-hmm. that, that answer is no. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 well that's you know good I mean? because it's very awkward yeah, it's I actually not awkward at all imagine. it was actually it was very simple I was like you're a fucking creep and then I left <laughs> right right <laughs> like literally that was it I was like you're a creep for bye you. but I but like at the same time it was just really sad because now it's gonna this is gonna turn into a fucking tea podcast but it was a guy who was going around photographing muslim women for a muslim book oh that's bitch, what it was bitch, i know who you're talking about yeah of course you do i feel like everyone oh, in the yeah and and have, he no. was a creep to me and i was just like Bro, I can see you how lured me into a false sense of security yep. Yep. by being like oh i'm making a book 
showcasing Muslim women. Like, look at me. I'm such a great per. I'm a fucking martyr. Was he, and then, was like, he still married at the time? I, I think he was, but yeah. I, I did not know that he was married. Honestly, yeah. I, I didn't uh-huh. know at any point that he was married, but then someone said, oh, his wife. And I was like, come again, yeah. which makes it just that much more disgusting, honestly. I, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was so because I mean, I started when I started and I based here, I started, I think it was like six or seven, maybe eight months tops that I was doing it by yeah. myself before I got married. And uh, I, I think that kind of was like a deterrent, just like a little bit, but that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah met him as well and uh yeah yeah that's an yeah 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 but like how that's the thing I do feel like for certain situations if I'm going to go shoot with a new photographer or whatever I I take anyone with me like literally anyone who wants to go with me I've brought my niece with me to places just to have Have a a second pair yeah just have a second pair of eyes there or like just someone to be a witness perhaps um yeah well, I mean, like now I have, I have Donna, thankfully, and Donna's yes. our creative projects manager. So she's not, I, this is the thing that irritates me so much about being online with Donna is Donna really likes her privacy for one, but then two, um, and she's just kind of like roped into doing these like vlogs with me because she's always with me. Um, <laughs> I love her in vlogs She's so amazing much. and she's so yeah. good for it, but she just really doesn't yeah. value her privacy. But you know, uh, well, I guess good riddance yeah. for that. But, oh, well. Um, yeah. oh, well, but uh <laughs> she's she's our creative projects manager and people think she's my PA which is like just oh just god not That's even close so to the level of work that Donna does um yeah. but she's with me on most things now and so sometimes we'll finish we'll finish shoots or we'll finish whatever and she's like I hated that video yeah. I hated that photographer yeah. did you see the way he did this yeah. this and this with you yep. and I was like no you know yeah I mean yeah. I'm paying attention to what I have to do and you're exactly. watching to make sure that everything is appropriate so it does help to have a buddy always like I said exactly like I said having a scarf on your head just... does not stop oh the, 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 it doesn't it, change it let if me tell you something like what yeah. is underneath this button it's, what does this button do <laughs> you know I feel like actually it's come to the point where wearing a hijab has turned into this more weird fetishized yeah, like thing fetishized. where it's just like yeah. I need to know what's happening under there. And I will tell everyone who listen, it's just hair that hasn't been washed in a really long time. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. all that's happening. Yeah. Like, I just don't wash my hair as it's often hair as I probably should. Form. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, imagine, head. <laughs> yeah, imagine just taking your hair and then just like pressing it down as hard as humanly possible. That's what's that happening. Yeah. For yeah. Hours. Imagine, imagine your hair in a bun for like the majority of the day, every day for yeah. 15 years. Like yeah, yeah. I want you to just imagine that. And there's still, but people are still like, ooh, but what's happening? Ooh, like, but I still, I'm still interested. Yeah. People, I mean, people are just fucking creeps, honestly. I know, and, I know, I know. I like, like the I, amount, do you know that there's like a, okay, so no, I, I don't know if I'm going to go. No, I will. Oh okay, my God. Wiki, oh my God. There's wiki feet. Okay. There's <gasps> wiki feet. Do you know how I found out? <laughs> I don't want to. Oh tell you. my yeah. god! There's wiki feet. Oh my god! You can go and look up your fave celeb. I'm terrified. And then it's just I'm terrified. Pictures of their feet. So it's not. It's just like there's there's a there's a market for everything. You know. I <laughs> know. Uh, uh, I mean, trust me. Th- I I don't know when foot fetishes became really hot, but I'm assuming it's sometime around last year because that's when my DMs were flooded with more feet pics, and that's when I decided to invest no, in no, closed homie. toe it shoes. Summer. It was summer, like, and you were like, in your sandals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm just like I guess I'm wearing boots all year round but you now see, but that but you but see you're, still you're like so the boots. covered like you're covered up and then they still find something to fetishize this is this is just proof that really like there is no amount 
no, of, of, no. Of clothing covering. and yeah. coverage in the world that's going to deter someone from looking at you perversely. Exactly. It's just, exactly. If a person's nature is that, then that's 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 the way that they're and, gonna operate. And people will sexualize everything Every- that they want to, and that's why, like, it, it's always been this way, and it'll continue being this way. Like, I just cover things because it makes, makes you me feel comfortable yeah. it makes me feel good it makes me feel empowered that's why I do it and like it's not to please random Anyone. fucking people mm-hmm. like you know what I mean it's just this is for me is it an extra gold star for me if God is pleased with me sure why not like yeah. you know what I mean yeah. extra gold star but like at the end of the day like when people are like you are showing your neck and I'm just like yeah I am yeah, I am showing my neck. You're yeah. right, and my if fingers, you think that, my hands, yeah, my, my thing, my pinky. That's my pinky, pinky that you see right there. No, it's like you're, you'll, you're fine. You're the just, just the the tagline that we have always used. And I did, I did the net a porter campaign where they were introducing their modest section. I saw that, and yeah. um, at the end of it, they wanted, I can't remember what the tagline was that they had said, like that I would use, and on the spot, I was like, and I'm not sure. I'm trying to find. I don't want to make this just a hijab thing because it's not just a hijab yeah. thing. I mean, modesty is like, it's a full spectrum of things, right? Of course. And so we came up with the cover what makes you comfortable situation. And now mm-hmm. it's it's the only thing that I can think of to use in every single context because it, it's so true. You can cover what makes you comfortable. And if yep. what is making you comfortable is to free the nipple and you just have on a bikini bottom, yep. like I'm totally going to be here for you. And if yep. it's to completely have an aqab on, I am totally going to be here for you if that was your choice. Yeah. You know, a, a keyword being your choice. You know, exactly. if, if it's your choice, I as a woman will advocate alongside you. And that's, yeah. that's, that's the only thing that I can I can say so like I would love to have that in return sometimes is that I do cover what makes me comfortable and like could you please see my soul a little bit and understand that I I will truly advocate for you no matter what your decision is and would you please grant me the same kindness you know and that and that's something that I don't think is is so well accepted along a lot of people in our in, in the Muslim community and no, and they're I very critical. And I and I understand that they're they, they have things that they refer back to, but you also have to remember that Islam is just so um it's like a, a it's a great mixed bag of things and and Islam yeah. localized so well to every culture and that was the success of what Islam was was that yeah. it would come in and 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 better people's lives. You know, it wouldn't it wouldn't change them to the point that they were unrecognizable. And so or make hijab, their life harder. Or make their life harder. It would better yeah. people's lives. And that was that is in essence the 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 religion of peace that that we're meant to be preaching, really. And and so this whole recent thing with um, Fatma being part of uh, Fatura being part of Banada yeah. Republic and that whole thing, bro. Have if you have never left the continental U.S., I don't know what to tell you. But or yeah. if you are only, or you are only contextualizing hijab in in the Arab in Arab countries, if you have not gone to Malaysia, you have not seen people wear it with short sleeves. If you have not yeah, gone oh, to anywhere, I in lived Africa, in Malaysia. They wear it with short, it's short sleeves. sleeves. They wear it with capris. Yeah. They wear it with like like literally they have just straight a up a hijab on. with short. Exactly, and, and they wear they wear their hijab in the most beautiful way, in yeah. my opinion. I and love the way. So, the, in they're they're so um attached to it and yes. that's so amazing for them do you yes. know what i mean and then there are yeah. so many parts of africa it is the same they are in short yes. sleeves and they are in hijab they're in yeah. midi skirts and they are in hijab yeah. and yeah. and that is why I, I just feel like there is such a note of racism 
in the way that we are dictating hijab now. And it just, that is what it is. You are excluding people that have adapted the scarf for their region, their culture, and their lifestyle. And you are, you are making it a thing that it is not. And then also, like, at the end of the day, like, when you really take a step back, I actually talked to my mom about that incident because I was interested in her kind of insight on it. And she was just like, I don't think that there's, like, anyone right now who so a group of people would all agree you are wearing the hijab correctly right like that's just not going to happen everyone is Mm going to have some criticism no matter how much you think you're covering yourself no matter how much you think you're doing x y and z there are still going to be people who are unhappy with it so i guess she's like so essentially no one is wearing it correct so who are we to tell people what's correct and what's not and i was like damn if you are a purist factual yeah exactly no exactly that's exactly if you are a purist to islam and you follow purely the quran yeah which there are a lot of people that do now there's no yeah um addition of hadith there's no addition of like any other anything outside of the quran there supplemental is, there's yeah. no supplement right if you're following that in its entirety then there there is nothing in there that tells you how to put your scarf on nothing Yep. There is nothing yep. in there that tells you where your sleeve length stops and ends. There's nothing that tells you where your pants need to go or if you can wear pants or if you only have to wear yeah. skirts or if you're in – I don't – there's none of it. None of it whatsoever. It says cover your adornments and adornments can be what a woman feels are her adornments and are attracting too much yep. attention that she would like to now shy away from and she would like to divert attention from. That is that is her choice. It's her body. She knows which adornments she would like to – not have visible exactly. to people and then end end of discussion yep, yep. you know and that, that i i feel like sometimes people reject the fact that you can be a woman for other women and also be in in the context of islam you can be both of those things and yeah. and, and islam came about and everyone likes to be like islam was the defender of women and you know we came about and you know like <laughs> muhammad uh peace be upon him was just a was a was the defender of women and just like and you're like yes 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 that's yeah. correct that's all correct yeah and then they turn yeah. around and they're like but you <laughs> you're like yep yep are you not going to be in the, the same sentence like literally in the follow in the footsteps yeah. of your prophet or no no not so much no okay cool like, and it'll be in the same fucking sentence. That's the yeah. part that drives me crazy. Like, they'll yeah. be like, all this great things that are true about Islam, but then but then you are a prostitute, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you you yeah. are dressed like a sex worker. Like, uh, you're going to go burn in hell. Like, mm-hmm. bye, bitch. Mm-hmm. You're going to be in hell. And I'm just like, what just happened? Like, yeah, yeah. And are you like, the same took a, person? That took two left turns real quick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, my favorite thing is when I get a DM and like I start reading it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so nice. And then I keep reading it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so mean. Like this, yeah, this yeah. and especially because you lured me to think that this was going to be nice. And then you then just bashed me entirely saying mm-hmm. that I'm a terrible role model for young women mm-hmm. and that I'm going to be in hell with all of them mm-hmm. and that they're going to blame me on the day of judgment and that we're all going to burn together and be hung by it's our necks. It's, and, and I'm and like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm also just like, I'm sorry, when did you become God? Because I was not notified of this. And I'm pretty sure this is shirk. My favorite thing is to tell people that something is shirk. <laughs> because a lot of things are shirk and you can't really argue with shirk. Like shirk is like, shirk is basically putting yourself at the same level as God, right? Mm-hmm. And so only God can make judgments. So if you're making this judgment about who's going to heaven and who's going to hell, you are putting yourself in the position of God and you are committing shirk, which is one of the worst sins, undeniably. So then they're just like, fuck. 
she's yeah. right. I can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's fun. Shirk. It's it's literally the escape to every mean thing anyone could say. It's like, that's probably shirk. And they're like, fuck, is it shirk? You know what? I've never, yeah. I've never used that before. I, because it's for fun. me, it's never, it's never when somebody approaches me with like this um, – argument purely based on religion it's never in my nature to to reply with anything also based on religion not that I can recall yeah. because I, yeah. mean, I, I, don't, I don't know I've, I've changed so much in the seven years that I've been in social of so course. there could have been a time where I was like this is against your yeah what you're saying yeah. no there could have been but yeah but now in the current state that I'm in it's just not in my nature to be like okay I'm gonna fight your religion with religion just yeah. because I can't even claim to know religion so so thoroughly yeah to to be able to speak with any um um what's the word with any authority with any authority thank you yeah with any authority yeah. on it so if I do reply and I'm like well this is shirk okay yeah. maybe they'll reply and be like well actually and then I'll be like well oh, I'm shit out of luck yeah. now there's my argument yeah. it's done you know yeah. like I don't yeah. know yeah 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 you're I like nor nor why did you tell me to say this <laughs> um yeah. it's not working this content yeah <laughs> it's not working um but no I actually when did you start covering like how old were you I was I was 19 I had just started at college and okay. there is a uh, – I was not covered going into college. Yeah. And I was walking in this hallway that we called the runway in university. It was just like <laughs> basically like this long hallway that you had to use to get to and from wherever you needed to go basically. And all of the windows that were alongside the building were reflective. And the guys usually sat in the runway section area and kind of like sat and smoked in between classes and did whatever. And uh, I remember walking up and – heading into one of the buildings and I could see everyone behind me kind of leaning off their benches to see the back end of me after I'd passed them and I thought no one was staring at me like I could yeah I could visually watch everybody from behind me stare at me oh, and wow. I thought to myself oh man it's so it was just so uncomfortable and I thought to myself I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna fix the discomfort that I have and the the one way that I think I can fix it is to just like go home and decide that I'm I'm gonna cover it. and I told yeah. my dad and my dad was like 100% do what you do it, you know, like my, yeah, my dad's yeah. quite practicing. And so like, you just, you know, do it, do, do the thing, yeah. commit to it, go into this contract with God, do it. And yeah. I had been like, fine, I'm going to do it. He, he gave me like a budget. I was so excited to go shopping for clothes yeah. and everything that I wanted. <laughs> and that's like the dad's way of encouraging you to do this. And in no yeah. way did he persuade me to do this. This was definitely like a me decision. No, he's probably just, a, and he was excited, super excited. for you. Yeah. yeah. Super excited yeah. for me. And then I went and told my mom and my mom did not speak to me for a week because my mom had oh, yeah. been arguing with my dad so much about you know, not forcing this upon me. And she just felt like I was being coerced and, you know, it just, you know, fair assessment, you know, like, I mean, yeah, it's, it was in my mom's nature to be like, what the hell? Like I fought not to yeah. put this on and yeah. I fought against, you know, societal norms for so long to, to not want to put this on. And now you're, you're doing it. And I was like, you know, I, I feel like this is what I need, you know, like this is what I want to do. And this is, I'm, I want, I want to go all in and just go all into, to being a practicing Muslim and all into yeah. doing everything that I could. And it took me about three weeks to realize I hated it. I hated, yeah. I hated it. I hated it because there was never a time in my life that I could that I would walk up to somebody and they felt like they knew all of my political opinions and my social opinions before I even opened my mouth. And that felt like a little bit like it was taking my voice away. And I said that yeah. on a YouTube video and I had so many people like, how could you say that my voice is being taken away? Are you not listening to me? Do you not value my opinions? No, actually I do value your opinions. It's not, it, it, it might not take your voice away. It's just what it felt like 
to me. It, it, it's just a personal experience. And I think it's because I am half American, you know, and, and being yeah. half American, so many of, of people's judgments of me were already quite negative and, you know, just difficult to already kind of deal with. Yeah. I felt like putting this on would acclimate me better to where I lived and, and, and I'd be seen as more Arab, but then I just became like poster child to Islam. And so it was either I was like poster <laughs> child to like, you know, a loose American girl, or I was poster child yeah. to being like the most practicing Muslim. And I didn't want to put that forth because no, at the time I was doing my best to be, but I, I, I wasn't, I'm still yeah. not the the most matisma. I, I You're just, human. I don't, You're a human. I, I make mistakes. And it just yeah. feels like so much of having the scarf on did not allow me to make mistakes anymore. And I was no longer squarely oh, wow. in the middle yeah. that I fought for so long to just be squarely in the middle. Like I'm yeah. not, not like poster child to um, Americana and I'm not the poster child to yeah. Islam. So I just, it just felt like I was, I had lost myself in it. And so I went back to my dad and I was like, dad, I'm, I'm done with this. You know, I'm, I'm taking this off. I can't do this. It's, it's too much of weight on my shoulders. And he was like, you know what? No, this is a contract that you made between you and God. And as long as you're in my household, no, like you're not taking yeah. this back off. And, and now, I mean, now that I'm married and like, I have my own family, so much of that was honor based for my dad, which I mean, as an Arab dad, and, and as an Arab woman, you get it as well. Like you have an Arab Yeah, dad, no, 100%. I, yeah, I, yeah. It honor-based. And it was yes. like, what would people think of me and my inability yeah. to control my teenage daughter who thinks yeah. that a scarf is a game? And so I was just like, I just felt so inauthentic in it. I just couldn't do it anymore. So I told him, you know what, yeah. fine, I'm going to wear it. I, I'll have it on, but I'm going to I'm gonna cover what makes me the most comfortable. And I slowly adapted it to something that I'm, I'm truly comfortable in now. But – Again, like we're back at we're we're almost back at square one. You know, we're yeah. we're yeah. gotten to a point in um, modest fashion and in social and and in the way that everybody is viewing Muslims that it's so important that people feel like they have a really great representation of Islam in media, and that's such a huge burden. And burden yeah. is a bad. Thing. That's such a huge responsibility. Burden is is the bad. It's a bad connotation to it. So I'm I can't yeah. say burden because yes, it is an honor to try and like change people's minds and visions on on what Muslim women are able to accomplish but then at the same time I I I am not doing everything correctly and I know this or I am yeah. not I'm not doing it to to your assumption of what is correct in in the confines of your religion and so I don't want that put on me anymore and it's just so yeah. it's so difficult to escape because you're just like you want to be respectful to the following that you have gained and they feel betrayed by it because they're like, well, we followed you and we did all these things because yep. we wanted you to get to this, this point in life. And you're now doing us a disservice by, by using us basically to get to, to where you wanted to go. And now you're just going to take it off and you're going to be done, you know? And then there's just so much of that now on the internet. It's like any minute now, Asya's is going to just like take it off and, you know, <laughs> screw everybody over. I mean, the thing is, is that I think a lot of people forget is that you are indeed a human. You are ever mm -hmm. evolving. Your feelings will change. Your opinions will change. The way you dress will change. Like these are all things that are constantly changing and you're not doing it spitefully. You're just doing it because it's human nature. And I, I think that's something that people seem to forget when you have this platform that you're just a human going through life and you might have all these exciting things happening, but you're still just a human going yeah. through life and you're just trying your best to navigate it. And 
that might mean making life altering changes on the way to mm-hmm. feel most comfortable in yourself. And I think that I, you know, I, like I mentioned to you before, I have two sisters who took their hijabs off and mm-hmm they have only become happier and more comfortable in who they are. And I think that if you want to wear a hijab or cover your hair or whatever you want to cover, if that makes you feel like you, go for it. And if it stops feeling like you, who are you doing it for then? You should be doing it for yourself and you should be feeling like yourself. And, you know, especially I think there's a added layer of pressure almost because you are a mom and you want to just kind of set this example almost. I I don't mean to like speak on your behalf, but I feel like moms, they want to live by example. Yeah, live by example. And you want your your boys to be their most authentic self. And so how are you going to preach that to them if you're not yourself doing it? And I think that, at the end of the day, you're just trying your best. And I I really feel like people are not forgiving enough about people just trying their best. And maybe this is what is best for them right now. You really want to live authentically and not feel like you're lying constantly. And and that's that's a lot of pressure to have on somebody that's in social. You don't want to feel like you're just like, you know, not using your platform correctly or, or, or just living a life that that's not completely true. And, and so their solution to that, I think was that, was that, this is this is my multifaceted personality, and and again, I don't know all the details to this, so there yeah, could have been yeah. there could have been depths of lies that I don't that I obviously I can't defend on anyone's behalf, but I can say that like wanting to live authentically online is is a is a big is a big thing, you know. I mean, yeah, want to feel like you are um, spending your time on Earth wisely and living yeah. it kindly and well is is a really big important thing and so much of that has to do with the way you carry yourself and and the 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 way that you dress and what you do cover and what you do choose to do with your time and how much of that is someone's business and how much of it isn't is also another thing yeah has added that you know what I mean I don't know. It's I a very, I don't such, know. A, oh, it's such a difficult subject. So hard. It, it, it really is a difficult subject. And like, also like, I feel like this is something that I've heard you speak about before, which is like fitting into Arab culture and not feeling like they've accepted you, but then also not being Western enough. And that's something that really resonated with me because as an Arab who lives in America, you know, you're half American, you're half Arab. And I feel like, you know, you, we can both have kind of, we can relate to it, but I feel like I will never be Arab enough for Arab people and I will never be Western enough for American people. And it's just kind of like, where do I fit in here? Like where, where is my space? Where do I fit in more? What do I relate to more? And and if I relate more to Western society, is that me, you know, not embracing my Arab culture? And then there's this weird guilt, like I should be more Arab. I should be more invested in my culture. And then I try to, you know, put myself into Arab culture. And then I'm like, oh my God. Calm down. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like, oh, my favorite thing is when I speak in Arabic, which I think I speak Arabic pretty well. And then people love to just be like, you sound like a white girl speaking yeah, Arabic. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, but I actually don't like, you're just an asshole. Actually. Like, I feel like I sound as Arab as an Arab could sound, but like 
that's and it's just it's like they 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 want to remind you you're not as Arab as me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I this constant. Rem- yeah, it's like a little dig. Like, and I have heard you speak Arabic, and I, I mean, I lived in the Gulf. You literally, if I heard you speaking Arabic, I'd be like, yo, that girl's just from the Gulf. I would not be like, oh, right. she's half white. She's, yeah. she's, she, she must be half white. Like that would not come to mind. But yeah, like I feel like there's just this constant, like you have to prove that oh, you're yeah. Arab enough, yeah. and it's just. Like, what does being Arab mean? Like, what is it that Arabs are doing that we're not doing that makes us not Arab enough? I don't know. I mean, like, I don't feel like, I think, there. I get, I mean, I get a lot of, when I'm in front of Arabs, no Arab, yeah. if like, a, when I'm in front of a full Arab, no full Arab ever makes me not feel Arab, right? Yeah. It's just in the online sphere that I feel oh, yeah. like will make me feel less than. But when I'm in front of them, I have, we have no issue. Like, I don't, I don't think that there's any issue. It's just the, the, the the anonymity that makes people far too picky and far too bold about other people's personalities. And it's just, it's just super sad because then you can't also turn, you can't be like, wow, you sound so gross in Arabic and then be like, also you bad bitch. Like what, what is wrong with you? Like, (laughs) and you're like, but you just slandered me. Like, is that, isn't that backbiting or are we? Yeah. Or did we forget about that? Yeah. Yeah. But it's fine. But I'm not going to fight your religion with religion, but also, Like but, it's but just, also, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just not, never feeling like you belong anywhere. Is just yeah. I think it's, it's just twenty uh, first century millennial Gen Z yeah. issues, and that's just going to continue. It's just going to continue until we have like one unified <laughs> culture. I, my dream in life, like I'm not even saying this to be corny. Like genuinely, truly, my dream in life is for all this is like a very stereotypical, but like for all people to be unified and just be like accepting of one another and just like, why is that not a thing? Like, it's not hard to do. It's actually very, very simple. And I guess this is a very simplistic way to think about it because there's, you know, racism and all this other stuff. But like, why why can't people just get rid of these silly ideas and just be kind to each other? It would really make their life so much easier. Like, honestly, like, Every time someone is mean to me online, I really want to be like, you know that your life would be so much easier if you were just not a hateful person. Yeah, yeah. Like, are you are you aware of this? Like you would be happier if you were just not hateful. You know, I mean, yes, I understand. I completely agree with you, by the way, because I have the same. It's not it's not naivete. It's just like a, it's, it is a wholesome want for the world. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like a whole wholesome. I really want this for you because I have transcended yeah. it. And I get it now. Yeah. You know, yeah. like. I understand full acceptance. Yeah. I totally get it. It feels so good. And could you also? I had an you, epiphany. Yeah. Like, you would love this if you try it. You know, like yeah. you would feel this good too. But yeah. um, it's like drug then, pushing, but for being nice. But for being nice. Like I'm a pusher yeah. caddy, you know, yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. She's a pusher. Yeah. yeah. So um, I don't know. No. So I think though, uh, if I look back at my old self, Right, living in 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 my parents' house still, and and mind you, like my mom is quite like my mom is the chillest person, but my dad is quite practicing, and then my dad is also like old school Arab, and so like a lot of old school Arab humor, I don't find appropriate, you know, like I just yeah. I just don't, and and like I don't yeah. think that even he realizes it anymore, and this is not just me making excuses for like 
for Arabs. No, and no, how no, no. Like you need. It's a different generation of it's people. A different it's, generation. It's like sitting yeah. with like a, a seventy-year-old American man, and then like yeah, not, yeah, yeah, and yeah, make, yeah. Will trying to will him to understand. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's just a generational difference, yeah. and like 100%. it's just it's that's what the norm is for them, and like you really can't change an old man's ways. Like it's not gonna happen. So it's don't just, waste your time. Yeah. I mean the old dog new tricks thing. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. But so for Arabs, because you're in a vacuum, you really are. You're in this vacuum where like everyone is doing it. So this must be fine, you know? And, and I think living back home, I held so many opinions that I look back on and I'm like, gross. Like, yeah. Did you yeah. not want to be a learned human being? Like, did you not yeah. want to be a cultured, better understanding person? Did you really think that that was appropriate? Did you yeah. did like, and, and I look back at it and it makes me so sad because it, you're still, you're still in your Arab, um, bubble of home and so much of it is just like you know and also this is like 2010 2011 2012. it's such a yeah. different time it's such a it's a different climate than it is now which which I I'm I'm on the fence on whether or not I love the climate now or I hate not hate it but like yeah wary of the climate now but it is a lot better now you know it's just a, yeah it's just a much more um beautiful pl- beautiful time open-minded people yeah people are more accepting than they've ever been right so but so at the time really and I look back at it and I'm like whoa like you were you you were in college or you were in your last years of high school you could have done better and then I have to also just be kinder to myself and be like okay well you you know let's contextualize a little bit let's yeah and it's not an excuse it just is you do have to contextualize people and I found that that has helped me so much to 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 truly believe when I say that I I'm a fully like I will accept you as you come because I'm I'm gonna yeah. help content I mean to to a degree I'm if you if you're a serial killer like no no not, we're not, not good we're not gonna get coffee but, yeah no yeah. we're not doing it I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and be like oh, okay were you having a yeah. bad day like yeah <laughs> I'm not gonna do that you know? but then if someone, you know what like, it's fine yeah but if someone says something to me that seems to me like a little bit more close-minded I'm not gonna be like you are so disgusting you are so yeah. wrong you're so canceled I cannot yeah. you know oh, I'm God. not gonna do that I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna try and you know contextualize it for you like where, yeah. where were you being raised what was the the political yep. climate in your household and that's like? fair I genuinely think that's fair you have to take those things into account and you have to like kind of give that person, you know, I don't know, like just give them a break. Like maybe this is what is normal to them. And maybe it's not what you were raised around or what you agree with. But like maybe there's a better way to approach a situation than just being like, you're fucking disgusting. Oh, no, 100%. And then I, I remember like back uh, a couple years ago, I want to say it was like four four years ago and uh you know it just just online and I had I had spoken about something that happened on an airplane and and then I had gotten a feminist response saying like why would you blame the woman for what had happened and you don't keep the man equally responsible for his actions basically yeah and I had said no I'm like I blame the woman and the reason I had done it was because she had like come off the plane and like stared at me and we had had like a bit of an exchange and I was really like yeah happy about it and so everybody came on and and pretty much was like you're you're not a feminist you're you're anti-woman I can't believe you would say such a thing and I was like I can't believe these extreme crazy ass feminists are attacking me right now and I said yeah and I was and I was not nice with my words to be honest and then I should you not know it I realized what a pick me girl I was being 
I was I was the pick me girl. I was like, pick me. Oh my god, I'm I'm an ally to men. I'm this is fun. Oh my I'm god. a pick me girl. And it hit me that I was a pick me girl. And the first thing that I did was mess well not the first thing because like it's been a while since I realized, but then I messaged her yeah. the, the girl that really had gone in on me, bro. She had gone in and and you know, rightfully I guess somewhat rightfully so. She had gone in on me on Twitter. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Like, this is a Twitter war. I couldn't sleep. I was there for, like, a big shoot. I couldn't. I couldn't. It was. It, it made me physically sick. I was, like, no. vomiting all night. And I had messaged, yeah. I messaged her on Twitter, and I was like, thank you. I told her this, like, this year. I was like, thank you. You are – you were the, 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 the pinnacle of, of me realizing you were the reason that I realized now that I was a pick-me girl. And I am, I am so sorry that I went back at you. But thank you for speaking out, even though you didn't have to – and even though you were talking to someone who was quite popular, like at the time I was, I was like probably yeah. at like the height of my like popularity in the GCC and she, 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 she dug in anyway, you know, and it, and it, it couldn't have been easy because all of my followers were like, well, also screw you, you know, like, yeah, back yeah, 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 yeah. And that's never yeah. easy, but she did it because, you know, it was like at the time it was right. And so I, I don't know. It just, uh, I think like there's, there's a lot to be said for holding someone accountable, but yeah. then when you want to hold that person accountable, there's there's only two ways it can go. It is they truly, truly accept it and sit there and work on it, or you know, they feel attacked and and it can it can it either way sucks. Either way sucks yeah. because yeah. you're you're realizing you hate yourself a little and you need to fix something, or you're feeling like the whole world is against you and you just want to die. And like there's just no I don't know. There's just no middle ground. It, and you're, and that's why cancel you're so culture right, is though. so oh, cancel culture is so toxic. Like yeah, it and, really is extremely toxic. And like I, how could you? How could you in full like just comfortably say this person is canceled unless I don't know they're like sexually abusing children? Like how could like if someone like I don't know works with a brand who like one time this brand did X Y and Z that I'm ugh. sure this person had no idea about, and now you're like this person is canceled because they did this thing and they must be supporting I don't know like racism like this is new generation because I mean like we were talking about how important it is to contextualize it's because we we lived through the context yes 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 so you're just like it's easy for us to be like contextualize you know like try and try and understand but but we were living through the time whereas like the the people that have this much issue with it were five when when all of they were five literally and this is all commonplace you were five years old you know, you yeah. don't, you yeah. don't have recollection of what it was like. And, and, and that's not a defense of it at all. No, it's not, it's absolutely not. not. not like we're sitting here like contextualize the 1950s when, you know, like yeah. racism was at its height. No, no, don't contextualize that. No, no, that. don't that's do that. That's behavior. Don't contextualize yeah. it. But understand when you have like a 70 year old person that just doesn't get why, you know, we're so careful with pronouns now like yes 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 you don't exactly. understand it exactly like, hey, at the time bro if you're thinking of like the height of their ability to absorb yes. knowledge you yeah. know I think it's important to also note that like contextualizing things does not make you complacent yeah it, it, it's not that you're contextualizing it and then excusing the behavior you're contextualizing it so that you can get down to that le- like not get down because down is not what I meant but get on that level <laughs> yeah get on that level, get on that level to feed to their logic a little bit and try and still sway them. And, but I, I like to use the word infiltrate 
like a little bit like contextualize it so you understand and yeah. you have all of your ammo and you come in and you infiltrate yep. and then you just you just make your point yep you know but you make it in a way where it's like you're speaking the language a little bit better and you're just like well sunny from i don't know the 1950s like <laughs> sunny boy like this well sunny boy okay. suddenly asia southern know, boy, yeah I'm yeah like, you know, <laughs> we contextualize and then i like you know i got down and we tried again yeah you know, like no. let's try learning this this new thing again you know no but that's and i think that that is what as humans we should that's the bare minimum that to me is the bare minimum which is why it's we're not gonna get anywhere if we don't do it we're not gonna get anywhere you're just gonna be yelling at people which i mean i do as an arab i do like yelling at people but i really have to resist this urge to yell at people but i it's it comes to me innately like my first instinct all the time is to yell this is not a joke this is not a joke like that is my instinct like nor just start yelling that's gonna make this better but then i'm like no no nor yelling is not the answer here take a step back and like maybe assess the situation and then maybe yell but probably don't yell but i mean Mm -hmm. and that is because in my home i'm not saying that i was raised in a violent abusive you know household but my parents are super fucking loud and so when we're happy we yell when we're angry we yell we're just in a constant state of yelling so that's how I was raised to communicate which like trying to break away from that is is a it's a thing you know like trying to so like what you would really like is if people could contextualize your upbringing exactly exactly but yeah but as I've gotten older I've you know kind of been like, okay, maybe, maybe less yelling, Nora, maybe, maybe, maybe more calm toned, even, you know, type of speaking would be more productive. And I think just giving people the space to figure themselves out and figure out what they want to do without just, uh, just attacking them. Because if people just attacked me constantly for the way I spoke, I feel like that would have changed how I turned out. You know what I mean? And that would have affected me negatively, if anything, because it would have made me self-conscious. It would have made me maybe defensive and not and purposefully be like, you know what? I'm not going to change the way I communicate with people. This is how I'm going to communicate all the time. Fuck everyone else. But because I felt as though I was given room to grow and evolve and and come into myself – that's it, it to me I'm just like yeah this makes sense this is what fits for me and I I like this you know so yeah. I I just really think, think yeah for, for me I mean I um <laughs> I could have definitely come from a, a pretty yelling family yeah. I guess because my mom is southern yeah. um American and they're, they're quite loud yeah you know, yeah, we're yeah, not, yeah we're not known for, for being quiet people and my dad is Arab. Yeah. And my dad, by nature, is is a little bit more quiet than a, a than Arab. But I went into um, I did parliamentary style debate for a really long time. So I learned that like while another person is speaking, to like bullet point their their points in my head and then come up with a logical response to each one of them. Oh, and I love when that it was for my you. Turn to speak, yeah, when it was my turn to speak, I was like, okay, this is this, this, this and this. And I've lost it a little bit more with age because you just kind of like, yeah, you know there's so much going on in your head when you're a mom and you're juggling a thousand things. But when someone's speaking, you're just kind of like, how do I just tell you you're dumb? Yeah. Like, yeah. How can I say this no. in the nicest way possible in a PC way? You're dumb. Yeah. 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 How can I be like, Oh, sweetheart. <laughs> Let me Honey, baby, second. sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, baby, sweetie. Like love you so much. Yeah. But like also <laughs> like just, I think the, the, uh, the, the nice way to say you're dumb is bless your heart. I'm pretty sure that's the Southern way. Yeah, just yeah, say bless yeah, your yeah. heart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bless your heart. Okay. 
okay babe we'll, we'll try again honey yeah you know yeah wait where is your mom from in the south originally north carolina but we lived in georgia oh oh wow 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 so she's really yeah, yeah so she's like, like southern southern yeah, yeah we're like deep deep not like Bible fake southern south. like florida like real southern <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Florida's fake Southern. I, I mean, it's a different, it's a different Southern. It's a different it's, Southern. It's, it's a little fake Southern. Like Georgia, like when you go to Georgia, you know you are in the South. Like it's, yeah, it's like you can peaches, yeah, peaches and cream, yeah, sweet iced tea, yeah, 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 yeah. proper. South. Yeah, like yeah. you can just feel it instantly. You're like, oh wow, I'm here. I've arrived. But yes, I mean, humidity and the red clay mostly. I, uh, but like honestly, <laughs> though, Southern people are very similar to Arabs. Like it's actually hilarious yeah. and weird. But yeah, that that's what made me so loud. Like I'm already from the South. I'm Arab. Like these are things are not working in my favor. You know, like my natural, comfortable tone of voice is like 20 times louder than I'm speaking right now. So just know that this didn't think, just happen. <laughs> I think closest to Arabs would be Southern, like Southerners, Southern U.S. And then uh, anyone that's Catholic. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me, me <laughs> no. and any girl who's been to Catholic school, we instantly, we like hit it off. And I'm just like, wow, it's like almost right. like you're Muslim. Like, this is so confusing yeah. to me right now. And we have like, our parents are the same. Like, your dad also didn't let you go to the mall by yourself. Oh, my God. Like, literally. Did your parents also guilt you into things because yes. God would hate you? Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, same. Really- yeah. Now we're bonded for life. Awesome. Like, literally, most of my friends were raised super, like, like that. They that's the only way I feel feel like to understand because I feel like in Islam especially there for the most part even if you're lenient or or whatever the case may be you're still super religious like Islam is it's there's like variations of just super religious but like I would say most Muslim parents are super religious just in their own way so I for me like growing up the people that I really bonded with the most were other kids who were either Catholic or super Christian like those were the girls that like we understood each other and it's just it's, oh yeah the parallels between the, the all the different religions is hilarious to me I'm just like we're literally all the same why is no one realizing that we are just the same it's actually it's yeah it's crazy. At debate championships, really, the, the the people that we were able or I was able to bond with the most were were, you know, Irish Catholics. Yeah. So like the Irish team, I would get like super well on with them, and then also also anyone from a Jewish background. Yep. And just you're kind of like you get it. Yeah. We're all on the same page, and it's just because you grow up in in households where faith is present and, um, truly, really sometimes a lot very very present yeah. you know it's, it's very, and there's scales there's 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 a definitely like a, a scale to how present things can be for people but I mean they're, they're relatively just the same yeah it's it's it, and that's the thing you just I think once you take a step back and just realize that we're really all more similar than we are different it oh, yeah. just changes your outlook on everything and like you just naturally will become more accepting of things because we are all so similar to each other. Like one of my friends is, is she's Jewish and the way she talks about her mom and her dad, I literally feel like she's talking about my parents. And I feel like yeah. every Palestinian person, if they ever heard me say that, they would like look at me like you traitor, how dare you? But like Jews and Palestinians are actually the same people. Like we also mm-hmm. look exactly the same, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but like mm-hmm. we, the way our parents are in our life, the involvement that they have, the way we were raised, like the food that we eat, like it's all the same rituals. It's very strange, but it's also kind of comforting to know that even though from the outside, you are so different than me, we are connected and the same in so many ways. And it's very 
like I said, it's comforting. It's nice to know that like ultimately at the end of the day, we have so much more in common than we do differences. And yeah, but then think of, think of the complete political unrest that would come from everybody realizing I know. that they are all the same. Yeah. And now they need to look at their politicians and be like, really? Yeah. Like you caused all yep. this unrest because you have lost your power. That that's it is just at the end at the end it is the powers that be that really like it when we are against each other. Because it it, yeah. it works in their favor. We are this messed up together. It does. It does. And it it really does. And if you really want to be a powerful person, don't let them have that control over you. I do want to ask you, though, I'm just jumping into this because I really want to talk about it. So you are on the cover of Cosmopolitan Middle East, which is huge. Congratulations. Like, I literally was so, like, genuinely, I was like, holy shit, Asia is on the cover of Cosmo. This is, (laughs) this is everything to me. Like, literally, this is everything to me. And I just want to know what, what was your, like, how did people respond to that? Like, and I also don't know what Cosmo Middle East is like. Is it, is it like Cosmo in America? Like, is it like all, like, does it focus a lot on like sex and stuff like that? Or is it a little different? Yeah, I didn't get the, I didn't get the pushback that I think I would have gotten if I were on Cosmo in the U.S. Gotcha. Just because, I mean, I think that, um, you know, with the association of, of a lot of like, uh, freedom of sexuality, I think, and then. And then Muslim women, for some reason, people don't like when those two things align. No, no, it makes them angry. And I think we see that with like Noor Taguri and like yeah. uh, and, and Playboy. You know, like you see that with with a lot of things. Yeah. Like when when it comes to female sexuality and that, that just they don't want the association with Muslim women whatsoever. But no, Cosmo doesn't have the same. I think um, ish not issue, but the same you know reputation for gotcha. that here in the Middle East. So that wasn't really the pushback that I did receive. Uh, you know, the, the, the Cosmo cover was a big, it's a nice, it's a nice thing. It's a nice thing that happened, but I think at this point in my life and at this point in my career, I don't know if I stopped enough to appreciate the gravity of it. Yeah. And so I kind of am now realizing the gravity of it, you know, during conversations like this and then know conversations around it and it's just because then this is this is now my nine to five job this is I plug in in the morning mm-hmm. we answer my emails we plan my schedule the feed is planned yeah. out you know we we we're like Walid I'm, I'm sitting here doing this con this podcast with you and he's working on on YouTube yeah. you know like he's working on editing things this is this is a hundred percent a nine to five job so sometimes when you're at a nine to five job you're like you're plugging away at it and you're like okay this is scheduled done it's just scheduled, checking off finished, a list and you're just checking yeah. it off as you go and so I think it hit me the other day as I was sitting with Ahmed and we were watching a little bit of YouTube and I had my Lux ambassador ad pop up and in the same like breath right after we had finished and that was a, was a pop-up ad that's like a really large scale campaign that's running right now in the Middle East. And then the, our YouTube video had finished and we had kind of laughed about me popping up yeah. on the YouTube video beforehand. And then the next YouTube video after that was my vlog of being on the cover of Cosmo. And then I'm sitting there answering emails on, on doing the third season of the show that I'm doing. And I was like, Ahmed, wait, wait a second. <laughs> Hold let's take a wait, moment. Yeah. <laughs> wait, just, just a second. Um, when did all of this happen? Yeah. yeah. And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. When, when, when did all of this happen? And I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. And so, like, I think from the outside looking in, it's like, oh, you know, glamour. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like another thing. But now that I'm in it, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's good stuff. But it, 
it only hits me at certain times. Yeah. You know, it only and at, like certain conversations. And it makes sense because it is, it's your job. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're not in any person's job. You're any, every accomplishment isn't going to be, or every big thing that happens, you can't, you know, I don't know, celebrate everything. You know what I mean? But like, I mean, being on the cover of Cosmo is huge, but like, I can totally understand that it didn't hit you immediately. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like a, oh my God, like, wow. Like it, it's one of those things that no. like, it just, wait, wait, did that happen? Was, did that really happen? I'm really on the cover of this mag. Oh, okay, cool. Like wh- that, that did happen, which also I, I, I want this magazine. Like I would like to have one in my home. Like I, w- I will send you one. Oh my God. I literally will put it on my coffee table. Like I was just so, I will send you one. Uh, I, I'll send you a couple. I would love that because I was just so proud of you. And like, I Thank feel like you. even as an out, like as someone outside of you and your team, I was able to digest it faster than you. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't, I wasn't in back and forth emails or any of that, which I feel like those are the things that like when it happens, it it does, it it takes the magic out of it. But like me, when I saw that, I was just, I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. And like, I was so proud of you. And I also just, again, like you, you know, you spoke on topics that I feel like a lot of people find to be embarrassing. There's like a lot of shame attached to it. And it just like having an eating disorder in women is such a common thing that why are we not speaking about it more? Because the way to kind of find a solution is to talk about it. That is, that is the way we move forward. They write you off though. Yeah. They write you off as crazy the second you start talking about it. Yep. Yep. And you want to bring it to the forefront. And, and Kars, I don't know if you follow Kars Brienne, but she's, uh, I don't. She tweeted something the other day and she was like, now I'm I'm trying to bring – shout out to Christ for this. But she's like, I'm trying to bring mental health to the forefront. And when I sit here and talk about it, um, everybody's like, great, thanks so much for talking about it. And then in the same breath, we'll write you off because now you're you're considered unstable yep. and you're considered, yep. you know, like not, no longer trustworthy. You lost credibility. And that's just – oh, my God. And you're just like, but you – okay yeah. I'm still a functional human being yep. these are all things that are that are normal but definitely you know like that that you do lose the magic in in a little bit of that and I think that the reason that I didn't digest the Cosmo cover as fast as I did is because I had done an interview prior uh with Enes Bukhash who's a who's a speaker like a um entrepreneur and a speaker here in the Middle East yeah. and we had done this video and it was the first time that I'd ever publicly um spoken in a video about you know like a lot of a lot I of watched it and, and I, I watched the entire thing and I loved it and I literally as I was watching that was thinking to myself I wish I wish this video existed when I was like a teenager yeah. like that's yeah. that's all I could think of was like if this video existed when I was a teenager I think that it genuinely would have changed my perspective on so yeah. many things and it was again you just being yourself you being transparent and you just speaking on topics that people shy away from so often but so eloquently and I just was because you have to break the cycle yeah because like look at look at what you're saying like that's that's exactly what it yeah. is it's like I wish that this had been around and it's because at the time nobody wanted to get the shit for yeah. it you know and totally get it I totally get it but but I think in the history of my career all I've done is just get the the, the first big shit yeah from yeah <laughs> like that first thanks Asya like unplugging yourself shit from everything and so for me in the middle east being the first one of the first i don't i don't know if i can keep saying first because i don't have any like solid yeah, yeah, yeah let's say like one of the first that that was fine with putting her full picture online and not you know like hiding her face away from it which i did start doing I, that's what i was in the beginning mm-hmm. and then and and getting myself onto instagram and i was i was definitely like the, the first proper instagrammer here yeah. in the region 
And then now, Kuwait has the highest concentration of influencers in the region. Holy shit. With numbers. Insane, insane numbers. No, I don't even have to tell you. That's like, there's crazy. Like, you know, 8 million, <gasps> 7 million, 3 million. And we are the concentrate. We're the sm- we're such a small. Yeah. Country. Like it could. And, and Saudi is now up and coming as well. They have million. Like they have, they have influencers that are millions, but we have. I love that for Saudi. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's amazing. But we have the highest concentration of influencers in the region. And so if you want to book a campaign, you're using a lot of the time an influencer now from up and coming like Saudi influencers that are doing insane things, yeah. uh, women in particular. And then you are booking a, a Kuwaiti influencer. And a lot of that was because I got the shit for yep. it. You know, I mean, again, like contextualized yeah. because to, if, if we're, if we're talking, if we're talking you, you've been raised in the, in the States for, for quite yeah. some time. Yeah. And you know, like some of these things are not new ideologies to you. And they're, they're things that happen around your family a lot more yeah. than they do Arab based families that are, sorry, Arab, uh, well, like in Arab in, in the Arab country, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. So you know that that's a, it's a little it's something that's happening how at H like it's something happening what's well, how at H around you like in your environment yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's something that's happening around you and it's happening you know in a way that like by osmosis your parents are kind of like a little bit more familiar with this idea yes and 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 that's not something that happens for a lot of Arab exactly families, you know and that. And that's 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 also just it's normal life. We we all we all are like we're all going forward at different rates, you know. Yep. Which is why like you can't take like ideologies of like feminism where where the U.S. is now trying to free the nipple everywhere yeah. and then bring it to the Middle East, and you're like, bro, can we um get standard yes yes <laughs> rights as females first, and then we'll work our way exactly. up there. You exactly you can't bring it back there. You it just doesn't work. And it's the same, it's the same to be said with all of the things that I feel like I do in social and like contextually, if we're talking contextually, I don't have the best relationship with my dad. I don't live with my father. Yeah. I don't have to deal with the backlash yes. from the, the decisions that I choose to do now as a 30 year old woman. I don't have to do them. I'm married. Yeah. I'm married and that gave me so much freedom to do as I, I felt was, was okay. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't come without, shit it, it comes with exactly a, a lot of shit. and like a lot of people you know? will dm me and they're like i can't believe you live by yourself you're not married how did you do this like how did you do this and i'm like you need to understand that this happened i i literally found my moment and i took the moment like literally yeah i literally i was like this is my motherfucking chance my parents are older they were moving they, they were selling their house and buying a house with my brother to live with my brother because they're in their their 70s you know what i mean so it's typical in arab culture that if you when you're oh, yeah, yeah arab, arab you, you live with your your kids you you know what i mean and and also like yeah. they have health concerns and stuff like that it's nice to have someone who's going to be around a lot and i was like oh, yeah. oh shit my parents are moving in with my brother and I was the only person living with my parents and I was like I'm free this is my, this chance. Is my chance and I literally was like mom dad I know we're moving but I'm moving somewhere else surprise yeah. and obviously yeah. my dad was super annoyed but that's the thing I think as long as you do it in a, a respectful way and I just kept communicating to him I'm like I am just an adult woman and I need my own space. It is important to me. And he was obviously like, what the fuck do you mean space dog? Like, what are you talking about? Like, he was just like, what what is the space you speak of that you need? We give you all the space you want. You have your own room. You're allowed to close your door. Yeah, yeah. You have your own bathroom, Noor. Like, what what is the space that you speak of? And I feel like 
you know, I, I, I never want people like, and I'll get DMs from girls like, I'm just going to do it. And I'm just going to, I'm like, you don't have to be an asshole about it. Like you can do what you want and maybe you're going to piss off your parents, but you can still at least try to be nice to them about it. And I feel like people don't expect that from me because they're like, oh, Nora, she's just an asshole all the time. Like, but I try to be nice when I can. Like, I'm sure I'm an asshole a lot to my parents. My mom is literally so mad at me right now that she's not talking to me. That's how mad she is at me. Yeah. yeah. She's currently not speaking to me. Haven't spoken to her in four days because she's pissed at me because uh, someone came and I didn't show up. So, you know, just, yeah. I literally went hiking. I literally went fucking hiking. <laughs> I, was, I probably would have done the same. Yeah. And like, this was done without my consent. And as you know, in this political yeah. climate, consent is of the utmost importance. Yep. So I am going hiking because I consent to that. Exactly. Literally. You know, like, and I'm like, and I no. also saw baby <laughs> alligators. So that's important to me. So, you know, this, you know like, Choices. Yeah. And so I, yeah. but like, I'm like, you know, it, that's the message. I'm never trying to send across this message of like rebel against your parents and do whatever the fuck mm-hmm. you want. And fuck, no, no, be nice to your parents. They're your parents. They did more for you than anyone ever will in your life. So like, you know, live your life, try to be happy and do what you want. But at the same time, I think again, find like a balance between the two where you're achieving your goals yeah. and doing what you need to do while still maintaining you know, as much of a healthy relationship as you can. I mean, I don't think anyone can say that the relationship with their parents is healthy all the time. Like, you know, like you're, no, you're craziest not. around your parents, at least for me, I am my craziest self when it comes to my parents. So mm-hmm. I think that, you know, a lot of people put these responsibilities on anyone who has any type of platform that you're setting an example for young children, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I can't, like when I got my own place, I, like if you're explicitly like, pack your shit yes head out exactly and no matter what they say yeah and- you leave them behind you like you're not it's not that's not no and I'm not saying and that. I feel like I in the interview that I watched of you you guys were talking about tattoos which I do want to know do you have full sleeves I just need to know because in my mind no. you do you do <laughs> yeah you're like, why? In your mind, you're like, no, why? You're thinking about this a lot. But like, literally, I'm like, there's no way Asia doesn't have full sleeves. And I also, I need to see the rest of your sleeve. Because like, I just. I will say that. Okay. Also, <laughs> when did you get your first tattoo? How did you get your first tattoo? I just need to know. 18. Wasn't covered yet. I okay. was 18. Went to the States. Uh, my mom was like, please. Like, my mom has a, my mom has a tattoo from a Rolling Stones concert. <gasps> so like, just. I use that against your her mom. Is so cool. Oh my god, I'm so she upset says, right like, now. But she, but she'll argue that she has one, right? So, so she has well now two, but she has one. And I had used that against her mom. I need a tattoo. I, need, I really want a tattoo. <laughs> Please, God, give me a tattoo. And I had just turned 18, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do this. I'm in the states. I'm gonna just yeah, do this yeah. as soon as I get there. So I did it. I got a t- my tattoo. My first tattoo says "Cogito ergo sum," Latin for "I think, therefore I am." Rene Descartes, and I thought it was so deep. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I was the most educated yeah. bitch. We all think world. we're profound when we're 18 oh, years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Profound. Yeah. I was like, this means everything. Yeah, and it's in Latin too. It is Latin. Oh my God. Like, she's and smart. I still have to myself stupid. <laughs> like, you knew nothing. You were 18. Yeah. Um, 18 year olds know nowadays know a lot more than I knew. It's 18, upsetting. It's actually upsetting. It, I'm. I'm jealous. Yeah. Can I just say yeah. that you are a much better human being than I was at A hundred percent. It's not just a personal choice. That is, you are you are in 2019 and it's easier. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you've been on the internet your whole life. 
I, uh, so I had gotten that and then I had gotten back home from that and my, and I had put it on my rib cage cause I was like, my mom's not going to know it's under my bra. Oh my God. You got it on your rib cage. Isn't that literally the yes. most painful oh spot God. that you can get a tattoo? Yes. Okay. Just checking. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So I had gotten back home and my mom was like, strip. And I was like, um, excuse me, this is my body. And this is a obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is flagrant disregard yeah. for my rights. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How like, dare I you? I wasn't asking. Yeah. I was telling yeah. you, take off all your clothes. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'll just show it to you. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine, fine, fine here. And then it's kind of all downhill from there. Yeah. Or uphill, considering, uh, depending on where you stand on, on tattoo. I've always wanted a tattoo. Um, and I've always just been too... If I tell you to do it on this podcast, then I have, like, fulfilled everyone's <laughs> fantasy I, being a pusher. Honestly. But no, I just, I genuinely, <laughs> I'm terrified to commit to a tattoo. That's my fear. It's like, if I, I, I literally, because... My first tattoo that I wanted was I also wanted one on my rib cage, not because I wanted to hide it, but because I thought it was going to be dope. Uh, it's dope. Yeah, because Erica, you know, what's it? Frieha, Erica Frieha, whatever that model. Is yeah, that yeah, had one yeah. <laughs> no, and that's the thing yeah. at the, at that time because I think we're the same age. That was what was like we were very into models, or at least I was. I was like obsessed with models. Oh, yeah. Like I didn't have influencers. So I had models. Um, and so, yeah, I literally, I wanted to get a tattoo on my rib cage of a Salvador Dali painting because I'm so deep. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm just so deep and philosophical. Like you just don't even understand me. Yeah. 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 Like I'm just, I'm such like so artistic. Like you just, you don't understand me. Um, but then, yeah, yeah, I, and I lived in Dubai at the time, but yeah, so obviously I couldn't get it done. And then like, you know, when I moved to America, like a year and a half later, I'm like kind of glad I didn't get that because I would have cried hysterically and like not finished it. And then I would just like have like one elephant trunk on my ribs. Um, but yeah, I, my, my sister and I have been talking about it a lot. She was like, I just want to get a tattoo. Like, I just want to get one. I just like want to just go and get one. And I'm just like, I genuinely, I love tattoos. I think that they're beautiful. I love when I see girls with tattoos, like specifically, like, I just think that it looks so like feminine. I don't know. I really like it, but I'm also like terrified of commitment. And I feel like I'm going to get a tattoo. And then I'm the next day I'm going to be like, why did I get this on my body? And now it's here forever mocking me. Um. I think that's because of like, it it really kind of depends like on the way that you view what a tattoo is and what it means yeah and that's not like oh every tattoo has to have a meaning because no you can have pretty things on your body exactly. and that's okay but um it's also it to me tattoos i kind of like solidify a time period for me so that i make sure that i can remember it a little bit more clearly and so like even if i do grow to hate one yeah i'm gonna look at it and be like okay i remember the story behind this i remember my feelings at the time I remember, I remember, and then I'm fine again, and it's okay. And, like, it it really doesn't bother me to have things that I no longer am 100% in love with yeah. on my body, and that's okay. But that's but that's because I think I'm at a stage of having them where you become a collector, yes. and you're no longer, you know, you're no longer just someone that's, like, a, an enthusiast or that has, you know, pieces here and there. And especially the type of pieces that I have, like, it, it's, you know, I mean, like, they're I'm pretty heavily, like, I'm committed to the tattoo yes, world. Yes, 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 yes. So, but so much of it is just contact, no, like, you know, just making it, I'm not going to say contextualize. I know. I feel like, that. like, take a shot every time we said contextualize and say, everyone's yeah. going to be like, wasted. Yeah. Be like, oh. So hydrated. So hydrated. <laughs> yeah. She said it again. No, but really just so that you remember a certain time period or you remember something that you want or you have like a life motto. I can definitely see that there's like a nostalgia to it because like where were you in your life when you went and you got this tattoo and who was with you and like all of those factors and what was the reason you got this certain tattoo and why did you get it here? Like I definitely think that there's, 
it doesn't have to be the most meaningful thing, but there's still always a story tied to it, which is, it's kind of nice. It's like your body telling a story, which is really cool, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think people like to make tattoos. They want to boil it down. So it's kind of like, if it doesn't have meaning, then you're a frivolous person that just does things to their body without any care, yeah. really. But that's not really what it is you know I, I don't think that every single tattoo needs to have like this huge deep story and then you can see I can see that in in my journey with that over time because you know from 18 like I, I was like it has to be deep yeah or I'm just that dumb girl yeah. that really likes tattoos yeah. you know so I did like you know research on it and I'm not saying don't research tattoos do that yeah. I mean if that's what you want to do but you're also allowed to have dumb things exactly you know? I, mean, I have a dinosaur on my body like that's that's fine <laughs> with me and, and my kids love it you know it's, it's, it's hilarious to them but you know there's there's I don't know I have a Harry Potter wand you know there's, shut the fuck up you have a Harry Potter like, wand see that to me I'm like I have Elder I'm wand. like yeah you should have that forever that's amazing that's oh yeah brilliant like yes Harry no, a Potterhead for life it's not gonna change I'm just waiting for my kids to get old enough so I can pass it oh on. my god that, you know? that's that's <laughs> why hard. you have children it's to pass on these obsessions <laughs> like you're like oh I, this is why I had kids to make them Potterheads that's that's why they're yeah, here yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That when they do some weird type of behavior, I can mutter under my breath like, "Oh, such slippery behavior," <laughs> and like they'll have no idea what I'm saying for a little while, and then eventually, when they get old enough, they're like, "Mom, how dare you? Yeah, like you, you dare that, that you dare like those are the kind of arguments I hope I have with my children. I, you know? I'm hoping I hope too. that he does something dumb, and I'm like, "You Slytherin ass." <laughs> motherfucker so and so and he's like excuse me i'm hufflepuff through and through yeah you dare my mom called me to, a slytherin you know, like, like yeah like i would love it oh my god that's definitely like that's the ultimate Ill- insult if someone told me i was a slytherin i would probably never speak to them again honestly really like i love slytherin you, do you really oh man I, no okay okay love is love is a yeah, yeah 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 I, there are some Slytherins I like. I totally get that they are. But then, I mean, this is this is turning into a different podcast. I know. This is turning into a Harry Potter podcast, which is, <laughs> is a turn that I didn't think it would take. But I do um, – we have to wrap up soon, but I really quickly wanted to talk about Soul Cool. Like, I okay. also – okay, so Asia has a skincare um, company, if you didn't know, where she sells different Korean skincare brands. And I – don't know I'm sure you know this I'm obsessed with skincare so it's basically you're living the dream in my opinion like that is the dream like when I see any like Instagram story or vlog of the inside of your store I literally am just like crying I'm like must go to Kuwait must go to the store must go to the sheet mask wall I know I really want to go my parents lived in Kuwait for a very long time so they really love Kuwait yeah my dad was a doctor in the Kuwaiti army like they yeah they lived there for a long time my mom all of her best memories she says this all the time is when I lived in Kuwait those were all my best memories so what were the years that they lived there because Kuwait has changed so much they lived there so my sister Shuruk was born there and she was born in the 70s sorry Shuruk I'm outing your age oh yeah like yeah pinnacle yes they they lived there in the 70s probably like early 70s to late 70s that's when they lived there and they 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 literally loved it like I've never heard my parents say a negative thing about their experience living there like they absolutely loved it um but yeah, I, I do want to go to Kuwait. I, I Generally, I just want to go to more Arab country, countries. Like, I want to go to Lebanon so bad. But, yeah, I'm, now I'm just going on to a tangent. But how how did – I agree with you. Lebanon is awesome. How did So Cool, like, come to be? And, like, like how did you get into K-beauty? And, like, also, like, I'm asking you now a million questions. But, like, what are your favorite products right now? Like, I, I – these are – I'm, like, just so interested. 
So I've struggled with really, really sensitive skin my entire yeah. life. There are pictures that I posted from like 2011, 2010 mm-hmm. of just my face completely broken out. And and by broken out, I'm not talking I'm not talking just acne. I did have acne. But um, I, you know, had pretty bad acne all over my forehead and my cheeks and my chin. And I have like deep scars in my chin from really bad um, breakouts. But I, But I also have just super sensitive skin to the point where I couldn't, if I deviated from any product that I had finally discovered yeah. through trial and error and trial and error being like, I would put it on, I'd break out into hives. I couldn't do anything to my face for a week. I would wait. And then I would try something else. Holy shit. Like it took me that long. Yeah. It was so bad. It was just so bad. And, um, you know, I've, I pinpointed like my allergies, like it's such bad dust allergies, which is unfortunate for where I yeah. live because what the hell? <laughs> so, you know, concrete allergies, like just, I would, I, and I would just learn through trial and error and, um, and it would put me out of commission for work yeah. for a really long time. It was something that this is this is bread and butter at this point. This is how yeah. I get kids through school. This is this is like this is work work. It's not it's not it's not for know. fun. No, it's not funsy. It's still so much fun. But, but it's, it's not, not for just for fun. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, being out of commission for a long time is just not possible. And uh I had tried everything but my skin barrier just didn't want to love itself and I just couldn't get to the point where I was better and like my skin barrier didn't want to love itself no I just you know I did my skin didn't want to let me be great yeah 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 yeah. and 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 be great by like I just don't want to have my face feel like it's on fire yeah I think that's that's fair truly what it feels like and it's not just how it looks it's it's it is how you feel exactly like you just feel so out of control is out of control because you feel like you have control over nothing yeah. and uh I had decided to go on well so first I had met my business partner at my husband's 30th birthday and his has uh, his friend is now my business partner's husband and that's how we had met she had come with him to the birthday party and we'd said hi to each other and you know like a little bit about background on what she does and she you know, I was talking about how bad my skin was and just like, it was so irritating. She was like, oh, you should try K-Beauty. And she's, she's from Thailand mm-hmm. and England. <clears throat> so she's mixed. And she brought, she brought um, a lot of, of K-Beauty back with her from Thailand and gave a bunch of it to me and was like, here, just try this out. Let me know. And I was like, bro, I am not touching yeah, this yeah. with a three foot pole. Yeah. I'm not putting anything new on my face. I will be screwed. I, I cannot do this. Especially I have work. A lot of K beauty, the ingredients are not in English. No. Yeah. So it's yeah. like even more like, kind of what am I putting so on my here, face? Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 So I had tried it out and none of the burning sensation, none of the mm-hmm. whole like, I'm burning out, I'm in tears, my eyes are swelling shut, none of that. And I was like, wow, I can wait a second. So I can. I can play with products. I've never been able in the history of, of history yeah. been able to play with products on my face. Which is fun. Makeup, skincare. And you just want to do that, yeah. you know? Like you want to go to Sephora yeah. and be like, oh, what does this shit do, you know? I could never do it. I, no new foundations, no new nothing. I could never do any of it. Um, and you get bored. Yeah, you get oh, – as oh, yeah, like I get – when I use the same products, I get – bored and I'm just like I want to try something new even if it's worse I still want to try it like I just want to it's fun I want to mess yeah 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 I want to try it out I want to discover it I want to figure it out and um so she had given that to me and I just it it really changed my life and I mean it changed my life because it just made I was able to bring my skin barrier up to a point where now I'm able to try new makeup you know and that was never thing and really people underestimate the importance of really of of training your skin barrier because that is at the end of the 
day what you are doing. It is an exercise for your skin. Yes. You are working your barrier up. Yes. You're getting to the point where your skin is less sensitized and that takes so much work. And having it a healthy does. skin barrier is literally that is the only way to have healthy skin. It's like, if you don't have, like, I remember there was a point where I was using so many chemical exfoliants. I'm surprised my face didn't just completely fall off. Like how, what, like I literally was like my poor, poor skin barrier. I was literally just like, how much can I fuck with this? Like what, what can I do? How much exfoliating can I do until there's literally nothing but like my bones? Like, honestly, it's such an American approach to uh, skin. Yep. Yep. Like let's throw some retinol on yep, it and yep. let's just throw some vitamin A yep. on it and then here are a bunch of acids yep. and like, you know, uh, and, and that is a very, it's a very American approach to skincare and that was the only thing I had known. I had known like Neutrogena, yep. splash it on your yeah. face and like, you know, <laughs> manual exfoliates. It's a walnut yeah. scrub, yeah. you know, Ooh, well, no shade, yeah. highly, no shade, highly. <laughs> Like, here are some micro tears onto your skin. Oh. Now also throw some, like, acid onto it. Yeah. And you're just constantly like, why is this not working? Why is this Why is my face red and inflamed? None of this makes any sense. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to, you know, like, it's okay. You got some hyperpigmentation. Here's some vitamin C. Yeah. But, you know, they don't tell you put sunscreen on top of it. Also, maybe yes. try not to use it here. Also, yes. it oxidizes. Also, also, also. Yeah. And there's just no education yeah. on around skincare and acids and the way that you're supposed to use them. And they can be so dangerous if you're not, not dangerous to like, you're going to die, no. but dangerous to your skin barrier and, and your confidence yeah. and the way that you use things. And, and really knowing how to use skincare in and of itself is confidence. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, that you can walk into a store with confidence and be like, okay, this, 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 and this are okay for me and this are not, the, these things are not. And, and, that I had to take the time to kind of try and learn that. And I'm still learning it all. Yeah. And the, you're right. There is this comp, like, like having knowledge about anything will make you more confident, but especially when it comes to skincare, because I feel like it's a personal it's thing. exactly. And it's like, it changes the way you feel like my, like when I use face masks all the time, for the most part, I'm not doing it because I'm like, I need to look good. I'm doing it because it actually makes me makes you feel better. It makes me feel better. I feel more calm. I feel more relaxed. And it just taking that time. And I hate the word self-care at this point because people are just using it for fucking everything. Everything is self-care at this point. Like, I mean, eating is self-care, but like. (laughs) They're like, just screw everybody and turn off your phone and ignore them when they're sitting outside your house to pick you up because self-care. Literally. Yeah. Like literally just like be emotionally abusive to people because hashtag self-care. Yeah. But like, honestly, uh, the skincare that I do, and which is why like I I do think that K-beauty is so interesting because there are so many steps in it, which I think can be perceived as tedious. But to me, it's just like, cool, that's more time for me to just calm down and decompress. Like literally, oh, yeah. it's like, okay, now I'm going to put an essence on and now I'm going to put this on. And and I also think that a lot of people are like, okay, beauty is so gimmicky because of all the steps. But like when you really think you about it, that. and also if you understand skincare in in a certain way, which like I'm a psycho, so I, I do understand it. Every, yeah, literally, but like every single step really does have a purpose actually. And I, of course you can skip it, but like, if you're trying to achieve, like achieve like optimal skin, those, those are the steps that you, you actually should probably be taking. Like these are all important things. It's not like a bunch of just bullshit fluff type of things. Like people, people are like, I don't understand an essence. And I was like, what what do you not understand about an essence? Number one, like it's in between a toner and a serum, and it's a little bit in between. It's like just try exactly, <laughs> and like how much your skin will change once you incorporate it is 
actually not normal. Like it's actually like, oh my God, why was I never doing this before? And like, it's so amazing. I think that K-Beauty, like I'm like, Sephora carries some K-Beauty here, but like there's so many brands. And that's one thing that I think is so cool about So Cool is that you guys, you do all that research. You know what I mean? Like you're trying because there are so many K-Beauty brands. Like it's like, how do I choose? Where do I even go? And you guys really, I can tell from watching your vlogs because I'm a stalker that you guys really take the time to try all these products and find out what is the best of all of these products, which I think is in K-Beauty so important because there's so many products and like it's products that aren't as commonly used so we don't know what they do like there aren't reviews for every single one of these products on youtube you know what i mean and sifting through that is is the most tedious process of it and uh and recognizing what is just popping up because it's a trend and then what is popping up um because it's it's effective is really is is where it all comes down to because there are some things that like if you if you're not really in in involved in k-beauty if you're not really involved in korea you won't know because it's not it's not the culture and it's something that i've learned over time as well that that there are um some brands that just pop up because there's a current active ingredient that's very popular in korea it's super hot right now they make a flash brand they they take an active ingredient they do something really awesome with it they make this flash brand and then the brand is gone but it's still popular outside of Korea, but Korea has now recognized that as just like, okay, it was a flash in the pan. It's it's gone now. We've moved on to more effective things. But like, yes, that that thing had its moment. But we're all a little bit like two years behind, five years yeah. behind Korea. The ripple effect of Korea it takes a little bit of time. You know, it's it, it's not it's not a BTS situation. Yeah. You can't blow yeah. it up so quick. But I mean, like even BTS took a ripple. It had a ripple effect. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it does take time. Yeah. For it to, to go to the rest of the world. Yeah, of course. Exactly. So then you're already kind of behind the curve. You're like, you're already a little bit behind the times and you're trying to like kind of catch up. And so the reason that we're in Korea so much is because you don't get that experience unless you're yeah. there and you're not, you're not watching it kind of play out and you're not watching it happen. But sifting through all of that is where it becomes tedious. And if we can do that for you, because you can go to any of these sites, really, you can like, I mean, you can go to Amazon and put in whatever thing you want to buy. You can 100% do it. You can, you can not speak any Korean whatsoever and just go through a Korean website and look at what they, you know, Google translated what you're Google translating as bestseller. You could just purchase all of those things. But then how do you know specifically if it's going to work for our region? Exactly. Really? Like if it's going to work for the GCC because it's so hot here. It's a different it's climate. So you need different products. Right. And then, and then how do you categorize it? How do you explain it? How do we educate? And it just takes so much time. Yeah. yeah so the things that are the most difficult in running a business and running a, um, a Korean beauty business or a skincare business are the things that you don't anticipate. And a lot of those things are, are not the front end. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not the things that you guys, it's not the curation process. It's not, it, it, it's not how to educate your consumer. It's uh, how to negotiate your margins and, um, how to meet a brand's minimums every month. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that keep you up every single yeah. night when you're running. I mean, it's a, a beauty. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's the dream, but it's also like, I feel like very <sighs> difficult what you're tackling. Like, if you just opened 
kind of any other like even like you sell makeup that would be I feel like right. a lot easier but like it's not just a the margins on makeup are so much yeah. better by the way and like it's not just yeah. any skincare it's it's k-beauty which I feel like is its own category like it's like its whole it's yeah it's its own but like okay what are your like favorite k-beauty products right now like I I feel like I've been wanting to dabble in k-beauty sunscreens because I've heard such positive things but I literally don't know where to start because there are so many Neogen has a really great sunscreen Uh, honestly it's just I I, it's the one that we launched with and I thought that there was going to be so much other sunscreen that would come my way and I just you know like that meme that the guy (laughs) his head is turned you know that one I thought that would be me with sunscreens but no I'm I'm pretty that's that's kind of holy grail for me they have a great sunscreen the Neogen one is just I literally just wrote that down because I'm going to absolutely try it because it's so good I just I feel like they also K-Beauty like they understand the importance of sunscreen in a way that I feel like America and other countries are just now starting to realize like wait sunscreen is important and it's like yeah sunscreen is kind of the most important thing like how are you just realizing this you think Americans are just realizing it bro 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 trying to get to the GCC where we're, we're super, super makeup focused and, yeah. and we're very focused on the artistry of makeup. There's a reason that with that Arab girls are known for being great with makeup, but we're not a skin first yeah. situation yeah. where like, eh, I've got a great foundation for this. But you know, I will this, say this rash sometimes problem. those layers of foundation can also, I think, serve as some type of sun protection. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It there. It gets the job done. Yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah. it's when it's moving more towards spackle than foundation, you might be getting some sun coverage. Yeah. Honestly, um, yeah, you would have to at that point. I don't think, like you, you, you have the sun has no direct access. Yeah, but what are know? some other like? Are there any other K beauty like skincare products that you're just like everyone needs to try this? Like this is a product that like you just it's going to change your life. I would say. There's a brand called Serendi. Okay, never heard of it. Yeah, so we don't, we haven't curated them yet. We haven't put them into the store. I'm not sure when or where or how if that's going to happen, but they have a melting cream and it's it's jojoba based, but it's Ooh. it's so light. And I've been using that for quite some time now. I think a couple of weeks since since I've been quite some time is a couple of weeks for me because I'm using different products of constantly course. to try yeah. and curate them in. But I really really enjoy that. Um, and then cult favorite for me a holy grail truly one of my favorite brands and really not the most hyped brand like it it just it's just great it's based off of korean traditional medicine and it's it's called pyongkang yul just rolls off and the tongue they have <laughs> pyongkang yeah. yul yeah beautiful uh, so hard to say when you're trying to speak in arabic yeah. and talk about oh this to other people and you're like uh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know you're just like dying um so pyongkang yul is really really nice and their essence toner is holy grail for me it, it the viscosity on it is insane uh and it is really truly between like an essence and a toner and you can layer the crap out of that Ooh. and your your face just feels so good after I like literally I like as soon as you said it's in between an essence and a toner I'm like ooh, I'm like I want that that sounds like literally like beautiful and like like I mean like I was but that entire line by the way so they have a moisture ample and this moisture ample I like to mix with like another essence that I that I use like the Costa Rex Hydra power that one is also really really great um, especially if you're looking for something like a little bit more cost friendly yes. because they're, I think they're available at like forever 21 now what? in the States. 
Yeah, Class RX. I mean, I have not been yeah. to a Forever 21 in many moons, but might have to make a trip there. Yeah. Like, uh, just be like, hi, um, do you have this? I'm going to write it down, like, on a piece of paper and just slide it to them. Like, just be like, hello. And they're going to be like, RX, please. they're going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about, ma'am? We're not here to help you. Yeah. This is Forever 21. Find it yourself. Yeah. They're literally going to be like, where do you think you are? It's fast fashion. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just, I can't even imagine how many products you're trying all the time. And I'm not going to lie. It sounds like a lot of fun. Like, I, I just feel like just discovering skincare, there's like a certain kind of like, it just feels like, oh my God, I, I discovered this. I can't believe I invented mm-hmm. skincare. Like, literally, do you feel that way all the time? Because I feel that way all the time. I guess, you know what? I think that as a consumer, yeah. I'm so glad that you feel that yeah. way. Because that's exactly what you want your consumer to feel yeah. is like that you've purchased a product. You are so knowledgeable yeah. about this. You you are so knowledgeable about your skincare. So all of the products, whatever it is that you're using, they're doing a great job because you, and then you also doing your own research yeah. as a consumer. That's so yeah. good that you feel that you are completely hundred percent in charge of what you're doing to your And face, I think that you know? I, at, at this day and age, it's almost like you should be researching what ingredients to a certain degree are in your mm-hmm. products and also like yeah. paying attention to how your skin reacts to a certain degree with that product and also long term how is this going to affect your skin like i am being dead serious the amount in which i use chemical exfoliants in my early 20s i am terrified that i'm going to just have so many fine lines popping up simply from using too many chemical exfoliants and not nurturing my skin enough you know what I mean I just wanted that instant gratification that glow that you get from a chemical that glow yes that an AHA is like look how smooth exactly it's so smooth it's so glowy yeah. and I'm like oh my god I look like an angel like this is amazing yeah. but yeah. like long term like now I'm realizing like okay but like skin barrier like and again like it really truly is the most important thing and like I'm at the point where that's all I'm trying to do is really repair my skin barrier and make sure that it's like optimal. That is what I mm-hmm. constantly am trying to achieve at all times. And I mean, it's it's really hard to to find the right products that work for you. And that's something that I've noticed that your team at Soul Cool does is that you help to like curate these routines almost for people, which is a very right, unique experience, I feel like, for a consumer because not many companies are doing that. I think that um, there are a lot of K-beauty sites that do that. It's not, we're not, we didn't reinvent the wheel with it. You know what I mean? So I do have to give credit where credit is due. It's definitely something that a lot of K-beauty sites do focus on because K-beauty can be so daunting and it's something that you're just coming into and you're just like, whoa, where do I start? Oh my God, this is not the wash your face, put some moisturizer on situation that I've grown up on. Honestly, I could really keep talking to you for like God only knows how long, but I do want to wrap I this know, up. Me too. What the hell? Yeah, because I could be on here forever. Yeah, because I'm like I know that you you have like children and stuff like that, so and you have other things <laughs> I have to do. Time coming. Yeah, up. yeah. But um, if people for some strange reason don't already follow you online, where can they follow you? Where can they find more Asia? So I guess my favorite platform for everybody to find more of me is is going to be YouTube. So yeah. you can check us out on the hybrid. That's our channel. Um, I'm mostly 100% myself less cussing there because you know the children yeah, 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 the children yeah, yeah. and also monetization yes but yeah YouTube YouTube would be the best one but Instagram um Asia just ASCIA Look. which by the way I got by just like a fluke yeah I was underscore AKF and then all of a sudden I woke up one day and then the underscore AKF was gone and I was like I am Madonna, wait, you know? how, you, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean you just woke up one day and it was like that? Like someone changed it? So I had been wanting it. I had been okay. wanting it for so long, you know. And so I'd been watching this the Asia account just like do nothing for years. <laughs> and I was like, you waste of space. Yeah. Like you don't understand. 
dad. Yeah. You know, like I need yeah, 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 this yeah. for myself. And so, it, well, shout out to whoever had at Asia before me. You were not a waste of space. I'm an awful person. Yeah, very kind. Uh, but but also give it to yeah. me. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Like, so I had I need it. a friend that used to work at Facebook and I had messaged him on Twitter and I was like, bro, if you could get me at Asia, like I'm just going to say you'll be the best person in the whole world yeah. and you'll be my like ride or die yeah. for life. Um, and uh, I had said it months and months prior and then I woke up the next, like the next week or next couple months after that. I don't even remember the timeline to be honest. And it was done and I was like, what the? Yeah. Are you joking? And so they had to check if it was inactive for a certain amount of time and then she hooked it up. That's honestly, that's incredible. That really is, this person is your fairy godmother, whether or not they realize it or not. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's actually, I don't know if you follow her on Instagram, but her name's Bushra. I do. I, wait, 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 wait. Does she live? Yes, I do follow her. I actually do. I actually, you know what's so weird? She DM'd me today. I'm such an asshole. I haven't checked any of my DMs, but a little notification popped up and I haven't spoken to her in a long time. So that's very strange that her name just came up and she literally DM'd me today, which I'm going to respond to her. Yeah, no, you're a fucking creep. I don't know how this, this, Welcome to the yeah, like literally I'm like, all oh, the dots are connecting. <laughs> um, but this has honestly been so much fun, more fun than I expected. And also you're a podcast me natural. Too. Like, honestly, like I now need to come to Kuwait and we will record more podcasts together more podcasts oh, now i see why you didn't message busha <laughs> yeah because i just opened her instagram <laughs> and you're in her stories and i'm this is so weird and now i feel like i'm in what is she posting on, on her on stories psycho but i'm on arab american psycho while looking at people posting about arab is american that what she posted about is that what my notification was oh she my god that's, that's, that's actually insane things came fucking full circle holy crap it is this is in, also shout out to Bushra. Just I feel like it, it needs to happen. Yeah, she's very cool. I really like her, and she's so cool. like aesthetically. I wish I had the self control <laughs> to, <laughs> to be aesthetically pleasing in the way that Bushra uh, okay. has everything in her. That's life. like a whole other thing. Like when I see some people's feeds or like their aesthetic, I'm just like, how, how, how? Like what? I have no self control. Yeah, no. I'm like, head. I want to wear this today. It has nothing to do with anything that I've ever worn ever in my life, but today, this is what I'm gonna wear, and it really clashes with everything else. But yeah, that's that's just what I'm. Do doing. you know what? I'm I'm about to go on a press trip with Aldo, and I'm gonna be in Montreal, Ooh. and they sent me like the influencer list, and all of the influencers. I'm going through like all of the influencer lists, and one of them is Pretty Little Fawn. I'm not sure. <gasps> if you follow her. I do she, follow her, yeah, and she actually follows me, which is no. yes it's very like it happened one day and i was like no i was like wait she follows me why does she follow me oh my god and like oh, sudden, so cool. suddenly got like really self-conscious about everything i posted i'm like what are you talking about why does she follow you your feet is dope <laughs> thank by the you way. thank you but like i no, really like i love everything that you do i can't believe that i, I mean I, I guess this is like a, a thing but you deserve so much more of a following than you have thank not you. that the no. following that you have is not good because having a, a smaller following is much more beneficial these days but really like you thank you dope. no I, your style is insane the way that you the way that you look at pieces and think i can make that modest i mean honestly so- I, like i i people do associate me with crop tops for a reason <laughs> Like I'm it. not even joking. I'm like literally my friends will see crop tops and they're like, oh, I saw this crop top and I thought of you. And then everyone who like doesn't know me that well is like, what What do you mean you saw a crop top and thought of Nora? Why would you think of a crop top and think of Nora? Like these things aren't making any sense. And I was like, no, I will find, I'll find a way. I get I'll it. find a way. You and your like yeah. satin skirt situation. I'm here for Dude, it. Dude, in Florida, honestly, 
if you're not wearing a satin midi skirt and it's you live in a hot country I don't know what you're doing everyone's like oh you started dressing girlier recently I'm like no I just realized that I won't die of a heat stroke if I wear a dress like these are just things or be like oh it's just summer yeah it's it's <laughs> literally 90 degrees like on an average every day like these are just I don't want to get a heat stroke I'm I'm not built yeah. for this you know like let the girl let the girl breathe yeah. from the from the ground literally up, you know, just let her breathe exactly I'm like I just my body needs to breathe like that's that's all that's happening I'm sick and tired of having heat rashes like a baby like I thought only babies got yep. heat rashes no no adults get heat rashes no. too yeah 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 do you know what helps with that um Bella Bella Bands do you, do you know like chafing yeah I don't know if you have a chafe situation I don't but in the summer that's a good situation I I I, that I'm starting to think one of the situations of rashes that I get is actually chafing. And there's a brand called Mega Babe. And like, literally, it's so funny. I was talking, I, I really think that I manifest a lot of things in my life. But I was talking to my sister about chafing. And I was like, oh, there's this brand called Mega Babe. And they have a chafing stick. And then Mega Babe was like, oh, we want to send you products. And I was like, what the, the same day, I was like, what the fuck? How did this even just happen? I was literally just talking about Mega Babe, and then That's crazy. and it, these things happen. I feel like this is a pattern in your life. It does. It happens. Oh, it's very actually creepy. So, um, yeah, I'm just, just kind of creepy. yeah, I'm a creepy person. But uh, I'm gonna find a reason for it and text you at like 4 a.m. your time, so it's creeps you the fuck out. Yeah, and then I'm just like, you know what? I have found the solution. You are haunted. Yeah, and you're gonna be like, great. Oh, but this is great. Uh, for a while, I genuinely did think I was haunted. Like, um. <laughs> No, I had a candle lit and um, candles are typically made out of glass. And literally, I'm not joking. I was sitting on my couch and a chunk of the candle glass from the top broke off and flew at me. Like, exactly. And so I posted it on Instagram and I tagged the brand like, what the fuck? This just happened. And the brand like literally messaged me and was like, "Um, please take that down. We're so sorry. We're going to investigate it. But the brand actually did investigate it. Like they really did their due diligence. And they're like, we ran a bunch of tests on our candles. The only thing we can think of is that the the wick shifted. Maybe. I don't know. We're so sorry. And I was like, I mean, it's fine. But also, I'm pretty sure I'm just cursed. Like, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm never coming to visit you. Yeah, no, it's no, it's really I think my <laughs> I think my curse has gone away. I do think that it went away and okay. and I'm not I really don't like fucking horoscopes and zodiacs and stuff, but I genuinely think it's cuz Mercury was in retrograde and I hate myself for saying that. Bro, and I'm bro, and, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't Okay. Okay. <laughs> People that do not I'm just sorry. This is getting into another <laughs> podcast, but we're going to we're going to start on this because this is an important. You cannot believe that the moon will move an entire ocean in and out of tide and then not believe that the moon also affects the the freaking energy on the planet. You just can't. And so likewise can be said for planets. Really, if things are out of whack and they're out of line, the whole universe's energy is going to be out of whack and out of line. And that is just those are just that's the thing like at this point I feel like I'm just eating my words my years of mocking people they're really just coming to bite me in the ass like no dog when mercury is in retrograde literally every terrible thing that could go wrong is going to go wrong like it was the worst I I I had surgery while mercury was in retrograde I was so dumb you had what wait what kind of surgery did you have uh, it was totally cosmetic, okay. and I still haven't spoken about it anywhere online oh. because I'm an asshole. But yeah, I had I got laser lipo to get my waist back after having two children that basically were like, "No, you don't need." Yeah, it. it's hard and for your skin to like go back to normal. It's not. It's not. It's it. It wasn't the skin. It's literally my waist. Okay, I, I had such a um, not small because what is small? It's I guess subjective. It's yeah, to everybody. It was like I had shape. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. I had like a whole like hourglassy shape yeah. and then after the kids my body was like no you don't yeah your body changes for sure 
yeah, yeah, everything shifted. So I, I got it so I could, you know, just get a little bit of shape back. And it was just a much more intense procedure than I had signed oh, up for. Oh, fuck. I, yikes. So literally that, like, I'm literally sitting here like, fuck, that really sucks. Like, it really makes all of my shitty things not that bad because I did get a root canal in a root canal, but... <laughs> You, you, you really, you've really topped that with, uh, yeah. Surgery is not something that you want to go wrong. Generally speaking, regardless of what it's for. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. And nothing went thoroughly wrong. It was just the healing. And then also because you're a mom, you don't get time off to really heal, heal. No. So then there's me like a week after five days after my surgical procedure, I'm in this like compression garment and like whatever and adam goes up with like a 41 celsius <gasps> fever and i'm up all night for two nights yeah. until the fever hits me and then oh, no you know, but uh, that's just mercury that's that's mercury but that's also little kids like literally as soon as and okay. one of my nephews gets sick i'm like great i'm gonna get sick it's just a matter of yeah, what it just it's yeah, literally yeah, yeah, it's done. just like when is it gonna happen and it's gonna happen when you least expect it and also at the worst yeah, yeah, time yeah. possible it'll be like two weeks after they've been sick and then out of nowhere you're just like oh i lost my voice like surprise yeah 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 do you know what i've tried to do is that like you know when kids get sick and you're like eventually it will happen yes. to me i try to feign surprise <laughs> you know like maybe I'll trick my body into just yeah. getting sick immediately because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know how they're like it'll happen when you least expect it. So I just pretend. Yes, like you're not expecting it. Expect yeah, it now, yeah. You know, and I'm just like, no, it's never gonna happen to me. I'm not gonna be sick. And I say it out loud a thousand times until finally I just get sick just to get it over. Asi is like, I, I try like, to I trick bacteria. That's that's what I do in my spare time. But that's that's the thing. Kids, children are very cute, but also they are walking. They're petri dishes. Yes, they like literally my nephew. I kiss him and then instantly regret it like I'm just like why yeah. why did I kiss this baby and they're so there's they're very cute and like when they're not being demonic they're so cute like when they're oh yeah it's a fine line. when they're not throwing things at you or saying that they hate you oh my god they're just very like my nephew he's four so how old are they yeah, yeah so my nephew is one of my nephews is four years old and I gave him a kinder egg yesterday. So he was basically acting like my best friend in the whole world. Like he literally was like, I love you. And then as soon as he demolished the kinder egg, he didn't even eat it. It was honestly offensive to me. I was like, I got those yeah, kinder yeah, eggs yeah. for you from Dubai, you asshole. And you just, he literally took it and crumbled it up and did not eat it. Oh, you, you stuck them in. You see, you're, you're incriminating yourself yeah, on this part. Literally. And, and <laughs> as soon as the kinder egg was over, like I was like, okay, I'm leaving. Like, can I have a hug? And he was like, no. Like, just like, why would you even ask me that? Like, fuck you, lady. Like, get out of here. Also, yesterday, I'm going to out my sister Reem because it was really funny. I asked her son if it was raining and he opened the blinds and goes, fuck, it's still raining. And honestly, we were dying of laughter, but also we were proud because that was an appropriate situation to say, fuck, it's still raining. And he said it super casually, like just kept. Like, yeah, it's still raining. And we were dying of laughter. And then her son, who's a year and six months old, he heard me say, damn, this little boy is not fully speaking. He's a year and six months old. He's a baby. I said, damn. Homeboy just starts walking around going, damn, 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 damn. damn, damn. And my sister was like. It's a good one to pick up, though, because it has a lot of of use. And she was just like, he can't say a lot of things but now he can say damn that's great thanks Nora and I was like you're welcome that's just the way of the world that's the way it works but like it's just it's, it's like they, they won't speak but they'll say oh shit when they drop things at preschool exactly and you're like oh, I had no idea that you knew how to say that but you use it at preschool like thank you yeah no like honestly it's, yeah. it's very funny and I'm pretty sure her son has said words at school that his teachers were like oh they're bad words and my sister is just like you know I think what words are 
bad is subjective and I think it's the way you use them that makes them bad and, oh, and yeah. the teachers are just like who are you like why are you so me and your sister are really the same no person. no it's actually like I'm not even just saying that these are your similarities that I've observed so far you both have two boys coincidence I think not you I think not. you both also have strangely symmetrical faces very strange yeah no just I don't I don't want to hear it but you both have symmetrical faces like very symmetrical faces and then you also love piercings I I mean I'm assuming that you love piercings because you have them but why would you have piercings if you didn't love them you know what I'm saying I have quite a few that always like irritate I like it's so weird that people know that do you have your ear gauged I don't have my okay. ear gauged. Okay, no. okay, okay, because okay. I feel like I'm not a gauged person. My sister had her her cartilage gauged for a while, um, yeah. and then like literally, my mom every time she saw it was just like so full of anger. She's like, "But just why?" <laughs> She's like, "It just looks so painful." And Reem, my sister's like, "It's fine. Like it's not painful." How big was her gauge? It wasn't like a. Like it, it wasn't. It, it wasn't really big at all. It was like I would imagine like the smallest like step up like I don't I feel like I knew right. about gauges when I was an emo kid when I was 13 years old even though I didn't have one I just had this knowledge but now it's are you a scene kid or like a proper emo oh no kid? I was because I was more like I was borderline emo scene I, I couldn't decide I would lean towards scene in certain situations but primarily very emo Where you were like I like this color yeah 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 I would wear those like yeah. little rubber like bracelet band things like you know those exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 like I would wear like neon pink and green and stuff but then I was also wearing like dickies with like a million safety pins and like a band tee with like Kurt Cobain wearing a full face of makeup and like I also lived in Dubai at the time so everyone thought I was insane like like literally I used to wear Converse to school with my uniform my Mariul and girls would literally tell me it looked like I was wearing clown shoes fast forward to like three years later every one of those bitches was wearing fucking Converse and I was like honestly don't get me started yeah don't get like, me started. It, it, because then we have to practice what we preach about letting people grow. I mean, I they can grow, but also right, they right. bullied me for the shoes that I wore. Like assholes. Bro. Like what? Like don't get me started. Yeah. Like and I'm like I like brought I brought Converse to Dubai. You're welcome. Like where's yeah, where, yeah, like excuse yeah. me? I modeled them. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. And they are here, and you are welcome. Yeah. Like truly. But yeah, you and yeah. Reem are the same person. If you guys, I mean, honestly, at this point, like I think that after recording people are going to also come to the same conclusion as me which is that you are reem and i can't believe it i'm fine with yeah that. she sounds pretty dope no she's very cool totally i do really like her and also yeah you guys both are into baby wearing i actually she she forced me to dm you one time i don't know if you remember this because she saw you wearing a sling that she had been on the hunt for for a long time that was like limited edition or something like that shibori one i think so i i can't yeah i, I think it was like sakura bloom shibori yes it sling. was definitely sakura bloom because she yeah. yeah but like she was like can you just ask Asia if she still has it like i want to buy it from her and i was like Reem, i was actually i wish i had but i lost it in dubai exactly but i was like reem please don't make yeah. me do this like please please don't make me do this okay. and she was like no just please ask her and now i'm like i help her when they have I help her try to score slings and it's just like a whole oh, yeah. it's a whole thing like it's literally she actually told me she's like can you talk to Asia about slings I want to I want to hear her thoughts on slings. Drank the Kool-Aid <laughs> is basically what I'm hearing because I also drank the Kool-Aid. I mean baby wearing like, seems like honestly if I had a baby I would want to feel close to my baby at all times also it is the best though it's just so good I don't know I'm not gonna go into it because I'm sure you've heard from your sister a thousand <laughs> the propaganda times, but yeah if you could just let your sister know that if we are truly the same person we are interchangeable would she like to switch for some things that I don't want to do <laughs> like would she like to fly up to Montreal right now because the, the idea of getting onto a flight that long for only three days of work oh and then coming wait back, how like long daunting. is the flight and she's closer 
I feel like it's like 20 hours. Oh my God. Yeah, that's a long time. Total. That's a long time. Yeah. That's that's a very so now, long time. Now that I have Reem, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't have to worry about that. We're interchangeable. Reem will definitely like tap it. out of that. She literally does not want to leave her baby oh. at any point. She's She literally do, okay. never wants to leave her baby. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Second baby. I got so excited for a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. First baby, she was just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Second baby, she's like, I'm never leaving him anywhere. He's very adorable um but yeah it's really i i also i in my stalking of you you said somewhere that when you had a mom you became nicer which also confirmed yeah. what i yeah. what i already believed yeah. which is that you are reem because reem was so mean before i'm not saying that you were mean but i'm just saying reem was mean. oh i remember hearing that on your yeah. podcast actually. and then she had a baby yeah. and suddenly became very like maternal and nice to me and like concerned about my emotions and feelings and i was like what the did you just ask me how I am? How my dad? Yeah. Did you just say, I'm sorry that happened to you and not blame it on me? Like, this is, this is at, are you okay? Like, literally for a long time, I was like, when is this going to wear off? Like, I genuinely thought, like, something happened during yeah. pregnancy yeah. and, like, it just. You're just, like, holding your literally breath. Literally holding my breath. I mean, it's been a while now and she hasn't gone back to her evil ways. So, I mean, she's my older sister. It must be a brain chemistry thing. I'm not, at this point. I really think that for a lot of women when they have children it changes them and it makes them nicer which is mm -hmm. very i mean women are just the best like we have children we grow babies in our body and then we just become even better versions of ourselves like are you kidding me i mean in most yeah in most cases like we are just i don't know what what are we we're like just 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 animatron type of things what is the what is the thing that just be gets better as they go i have I no know. idea i agree with you <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, you're like I concur. Yeah, we're. I'm, I'm like I don't know what an animatron is. I'm gonna be honest with you. I have never heard of it either. At this point, I think I made it you up. You might have just know. made it up. You might have just kind. It could have been. Let me. Can I Google that? Yeah. Wait, do I have animatron? Wait, what is an am animatron? I think I used it in the wrong context. <laughs> animatron. And also, just bitch is a thing. You dare doubt me? Okay, it is a it thing. It is a thing. The more it's you not know. The thing I used it for. Oh okay. shit! So we're just gonna pretend like it's, it's not a form a thing. of animation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could. Oh god, I've been in this for too it... long. This industry is fucking with my brain. Yeah. No. Uh, honestly, it, I catch myself responding to text messages in the way that I respond to emails. And I'm just like, this is not an okay way to speak. I sound like a, a sociopath because the way you communicate in emails, it's a very like, it's a very unique. Thing. like most people don't speak yeah, to people yeah. like that like nice to e meet you like when i say that to yeah. random people who aren't in this industry they're like what the, what the fuck are you saying to me nice to e meet you who says that but like i will catch myself texting people in that weird way and i'm like yo i gotta stop doing this like i my solution to that is just to stop responding to text messages by the way like i just don't oh, i yeah. just don't respond yeah. to them anymore but like literally like and just hide yeah but like i honestly like i i can only imagine what like what your life would be like if you didn't have a team of people because where I'm at like I'm at the point where I'm like I need a whole fucking team of people so I can only oh, yeah. fathom like what like how busy you still are even though you have a team of people but just the sheer amount of emails that I need to sift through is the most annoying shit in the entire world like I wish I had an auto sifter mm -hmm. um we should invent that I should invent that. I'm gonna get on that. Oh, I think I think that's definitely like the next wave of of things that Muslim women are spearheading. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, do you ever you get those emails where respect. it's like a fake, um, a fake modest clothing brand where they're just like, "Hey, can you send me all of your measurements, your cup size, and a video of you walking towards the camera, walking away from the camera, like a picture of the back of you, a picture of the front of you, a picture." I literally get that email 
every day, what? multiple times a day. And it's, they're, they're pretending to be a modest brand based out of Singapore, which like, why are you tarnishing <gasps> Singapore's name? Singapore is a very clean and lovely place. Um, and they, I have never, yeah, that's insane. And someone's probably sifting through it for you, but uh, <laughs> it's, maybe, it's literally maybe. a constant email. And all I can think of is there are people who are falling for this because it keeps happening. Oh my God. And, and a whole, I've not even, you know, I think that like, because yes, I do have someone that that's like sifting yeah, as yeah. well, but then also, um, you know, numbers, numbers matter in this where yeah. like the smaller number, like they're going to come at you yep. because they think that you haven't been in this situation yep. before and they're, they're just going to fuck with you that oh, way. 100%. And like the, the, the bigger, they're just going to be like, okay, this person knows better and will call me out publicly for it if I do it. Exactly. And so it's just kind of like. It, it's preying on people that are trying to start out in an industry mm-hmm. and that's disgusting. It really, that's it really disgusting. is disgusting. And also um, it happens to me. I was also just talking about this yesterday. It happens to me the most with Muslim brands and it's actually really disappointing and they try to take advantage of you all the time. And it's so infuriating. They really try to mm-hmm. take away from your Play value. The card. Yeah. And then take away from your value and try to, ask you to do something as like a favor when I'm like oh this is a job yeah. like this is work like it's not a favor because no, it's good for the ummah you yeah, know yeah, yeah, like it's yeah. good for us as a, as a collective yeah. like could you do this thing could you do this solid for me and you're like no because the solid's not going to pay my bills I'm really sorry but like I have to pay rent this month and like yeah you want me to do a solid then I'll do the solid and then five other people will ask me to come do the or solid, when someone I'm not gonna make any money wants to send you a, and I will be evicted a gifted item I'm like cool can I pay my rent with gifted items like can I just be like mm-hmm. hey instead of money this month let's try bags how about that yeah, yeah. let Got can it. I pay you in a bag like, to your landlord be like this is a new yeah. bag you don't understand it's from a Muslim born yeah. brand yeah out of turkey and they're very excited to have gifted this to me but you know out of love and the fact that you're about to evict me will you accept yeah, it yeah yeah it's a gifted it's item you just have to post about but it see, like that's where that that's where it gets like worse though so having a team like is supposed to solve a lot of these issues yeah. but then it just keeps you up at night because you now have salaries to pay yes and yes. then you have inter-office issues to deal more with, responsibilities have, like, all this other stuff and it's like this whole other responsibility and i found that the shift from like just doing the things myself where where it has like that certain like i don't know feeling to control. it control you know that you you that it's a <laughs> am i a control freak i'm i'm a control freak i'm very i'm now. very type a i'm very control freak the thought of having something i can tell yeah yeah, yeah i can tell yeah, that. Yeah, I can yeah, tell yeah, that yeah i like it my mom is super type a so i feel like i totally get yeah. it yeah yeah, I totally understand. I like I, but yeah, no, it's just that just it's so hard to just relinquish all the control. It really is. But I also feel like it's probably a little liberating. But yeah, having the responsibility of having employees is like something that I'm like, yeah, that's that's, that's too much responsibility for a little Nora. It's not liberating. Yeah. It's yeah, not. It's, yeah. I really thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like, <sighs> yeah, you know, yeah, but it's not. It's not liberating at all. I have overheads now. Yeah. I have multiple places. You're doing it. Rent You're and, doing and, like, it. We're do and like we're in it in it. Yeah. So like people are like, they think it's like an influencer, um, like small business, and uh, and to an extent we are a small business, but then we're also not a small business. Like there, you don't have twenty employees, and then consider yourself like a still a super home based small Exa- business. Yeah, possible. you're you're past small business. And so you just become you just become like this person that's trying to live influencer life and still do the whole thing, but you're also not sleeping at night because <laughs> oh if you God. lose this campaign. Do people, yep. you know, do you do you meet the minimum for the month? And thankfully, like, we're working ahead of schedule now, but is that always going to be the case? Exactly. Does my brain want to think about that at 4 a.m. in the morning? Yes, it does. You know, yeah. my brain is oh. like, 
this is a perfect time to panic. Yeah. And I'm just sitting in bed trying my hardest not to have an anxiety attack, which really has started to hit me a lot worse lately. Like trying really hard to suppress it so I don't wake up my kids that are in the next room or one in bed with us or my husband next to me to help me find my inhaler in the dark oh so my I can God. calm down. And like these are not – they're not things – like they're things that we, we, we can joke about. But yeah. The, it's they're, just not, they're real it's, things. They're not – they're they're not normal stresses i think like and, they are normal but they're and not that's normal. the thing it's what. and it's i feel like there's this perception of being an influencer or a content creator which i think that you're past that point but i still think there's probably people who still think of you like you said like a small business owner like oh like whatever the stresses that we deal with are so strange and like not mm-hmm. And unique to our situation. Like, like really. when I'm stressed about taking pictures, I genuinely feel like people think it's a joke. Like, I'm not joking. They're like, oh, they do. Yeah, like, oh my God, they 100% like, you're do. stressed about taking pictures. And I feel like I find myself saying more now than ever, like, but it's not just for fun. Like, I enjoy what I do, but like, I also need to send these in to be approved. And I, mm-hmm. I have to fulfill certain needs <laughs> for this brand. And I need to still make sure that it looks like me, but it also aligns with the brand. And trying mm-hmm. to do that can sometimes be a little bit tricky when, especially when things are not working in your favor and you have deadlines. Like, I mean, it's been raining in Florida nonstop all mm-hmm. summer, like just nonstop mm-hmm. rain. And that makes it difficult for me to take photos. So if I have an opportunity, yeah, you know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, it stopped raining, but what happens after it rains? The sky is fucking gray. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and that's not ideal lighting. And then I have- Lighting for anything. Exactly. And then I have to spend even longer trying to edit it, but still make it look yeah. natural and still make it not look like I overly processed this photo. And there, and, right. and I feel like all of those things are not taken into consideration. People are just like, oh, you no. just take pictures of yourself. And I'm like- it's not but but see like as a modest dresser too yes right in the space that you're in so the factor that you have in one frame so you've pointed the camera in one complete direction yes so you're checking for the light you're checking for the composition of the photo you're checking if it meets the brand guidelines if it's branded posting so like if in brand guidelines no visible logos yep. uh you know uh make it feel as as light and airy as possible oh, yeah light and airy do I have the light and time you go in you stand into the frame you're ready to do the frame the the clouds come in front of the sun not light and airy enough and then also you're dealing with are my clothes positioned in a way that yep. it's covering what it looks like in real life? Or does this look weird in person? Is this, is my ankle out too much? Is my, okay. are, is has my scarf moved? Are my tits showing? Like what's, uh, where's all of this? And then you're factoring all of this in while you're trying to make sure that you get the shot sent to the brand in time to get the pre-approval yep. and then also get the pre-approval so that when they do reject it, if they do reject you have it, you time. have time to reshoot exactly. it before you lose the campaign. And you're just like, yep. Yep. This is me clapping my hands in the background. And so as you were describing in the beginning of this podcast, driving to find the light, I can feel the anxiety. So much anxiety. I shouldn't have been driving. so much. (laughs) Like, honestly. you should have stopped and been like, "Mm, okay, I need to stop right now. And I need to find an alternative solution. But that's the thing. But you can't because you're in it. Exactly. I'm in it. And you're like, I'm so focused on getting the And I'm so close to it. And that's the thing. I did happen I'm to. I'm so close. I can taste yeah, it. Yesterday, but I'm not. yesterday, I did happen to eventually find the light, but I can't tell you the amount of times that it just doesn't work out at the end. And I come home and I feel like I'm not good at my job and I failed at this. Mm-hmm. And again, mm-hmm. you want to, you want to complain about it because people complain about work all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of my friends, you know, who aren't on social media, I, I don't talk about my stresses about my job because I do think that they'll think it's trivial. And I they're like, oh, you're so, you know, secretive almost about it. I'm like, it's not that I'm secretive. It's just that 
I feel like, and it's not like saying like, oh, you could never understand this, but I can just see the look on mm. people's faces sometimes when I complain about these things. And it's definitely just kind of like, oh man, that sucks. But I'm like, no, you don't understand. This really sucks because now I'm, I'm potentially ruining this relationship with this brand that I mm -hmm. really want to build a long-term relationship with because- yep. They're a brand that I respect and I like their ideology and, what and I with. want to work with them. Like yeah. I, and I think that a lot of times, again, for people, they think like, oh, you get free stuff, you this, you that, blah, 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 blah. Like everything is so easy for you. I'm like, there are a lot of things that come very easily. Like pe brands are really quick to want to just send you free shit. But for a brand yeah, to want right. to build a long-term relationship with you, that's not an easy thing. Like um, every once in a while, yeah, that'll happen. A brand will just really love you and love everything that you're about. And they'll be very gung-ho about working with you. But for the most part, you're interviewing. You're just, it's like yeah. you're constantly interviewing with them. And like, is this yeah. good enough? Is this good enough? Is this good enough? And like, and then one wrong move and yep. the, the PR girl that you did have a great relationship with has like moved on now and you have like a new girl that's in charge of the account yep. and like oh. one wrong move and she doesn't have any of the history with Ex you or any of the motion with you. And she's like, you know what? Eh, one I'll of cut you out. I not enjoy dealing with you anyway. You know? The most upsetting thing to me is when I have a PR girl for a brand that I love that I built like this such a good rapport with and then they leave and I'm just like, yeah. God damn it. Where are you going? <laughs> yeah. Like, where are you going? And also, I like that brand too. Like, literally, I'm like, oh, wait, no, cool. This is going to work out for me because I also, I like this brand also. But like, yeah, it's, it, there's so much that goes into it and the stressors are, are so strange and they're, I feel like they're just becoming more common because, you know, being yeah. an influencer. Because more and more people come into yeah, it. Yeah. And like, but at the same time, I still feel this weird guilt complaining about it. Like, and I feel like it's because of external factors, but I do feel guilty complaining about certain things or certain aspects of my job that are hard for me because I feel like they're not taken seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you know what I think this, the solution to this is, is that we make a WhatsApp group that you no longer have <laughs> and just talk shit about all of our problems Honestly, whenever we have them and then that way we won't judge each other because it is totally fine when you come up and you're like I didn't get the shot I needed yep. and the brand it's like is on my ass yep. and this 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 no yeah. I genuinely think that is a great idea and it's something that I thought about so I also I think that within the the influencer community I also think that we should be communicating with each other about certain things like especially when it comes to mm -hmm. working with a brand like so it's so interesting to me I've worked with brands before and I'll talk to a friend who has maybe three times the amount of audience that I do okay and much better engagement and just I mean objectively a brand is more likely and more inclined to pay that person more and then after mm -hmm. talking to that person I realized that I was paid more than them and mm -hmm. the only reason that happened is because this person doesn't know how much they should be charging because these aren't things that like are right. come innately to us. We don't just know how much to charge. No. I mean, and nobody wants to share it with exactly. Each other and nobody wants you know? to share it with each other. And one of the best things I ever did was talk to my friends about it. Cause I was, and I will regularly, my friend Maria, you know, Maria, I'll text her and be like, mm -hmm. this is what the brand wants for me. This is how much I'm charging. Do you think that this is fair? And she'll be like, yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. And like, 
and just getting but see that's that's a woman that's women out for other women yeah. like that's a that's a woman that's truly for other women yeah. it's like when you're able to to share these costs it's not it's not a competition we're not trying no. to one up each other my bank account you're never going to know what my full exactly. bank account looks like exactly. i'm never going to know what yeah. your full bank account looks like but like it at the end of the day if we can sit and just kind of share we can set the industry standard yeah. a little bit so that we're all kind of getting paid fairly yes. and that is what equal pay is all yep. about anyway yep. right? and that's so what it comes down to for equal yeah. pay amongst men or in 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 contrast to men which yes that is the largest issue yeah. by far that is the largest issue but we're also it should be equal pay among like just across all exactly boards. like it, it's 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 and they these these places count on us not communicating yep and these places thrive on us just being so competitive that we can't see past our own ego to be able to talk to each other about these things 100 percent. like that that's what they're hoping and that, for and, that, and that's just it's it's just life on a whole yeah. this is why countries really value when we're you know in political unrest mm-hmm. and just places just really value when we are so competitive with each other because it's in their best interest and i and that's why just, that's, i that's think whatever field you're in it's important to try to find another woman who's in the same field and and talk to them about these topics that like i know money is such a weird thing and maybe not the first time you ever meet this person don't ask them about it but it it does help you in achieving your goal which is of being paid fairly, fairly. yeah and that's and that's and that for the work that you're exactly. doing exactly and like I, I get, and, and another thing that I will never shut the fuck up about, but the, I get the most pushback from Muslim owned brands. And there's always this, oh, but we're just starting up. It's like, no, homie, you're not. I know how many offices you have. I know how many factories you have. Like, I'm not dumb. Why are you talking to me like I'm dumb? And it's just this constant, like trying to, to shut me up kind of thing. Like, just take what I'm offering you. Like, why aren't you accepting it? And it's really just kind of taking away from my worth you know what I mean I don't know if it's if I don't know if it's them thinking that you're dumb because I mean yes that's a fair assessment of yeah it. I I completely agree that a lot of people will come into things and be like oh this dumbass yeah, yeah, yeah you know but it's also it's also weaponizing our religion yes a little yeah. bit and and that's that's something that people in the comment section do and that's pe- something that people that bully us online for the way that we dress and what we choose to do that's what they're doing and essentially muslim owned brands do the same and so for a very very long time and to this day i don't work with them yep. and i've never and 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 i attribute a large part of my success to keeping away from Certain using brands. the term muslim yeah. when it came to anything that I had because I'm not trying to be a representation yep. of Islam and then I'm not trying to attack attract Muslim brands to me because I don't they they're never going to pay me fairly yep. they're going to want to use their our our com- the commonality of religion against us yeah. you know and and it's it's unfair yes I want to see you prosper of course. I will do everything that in my power if you pay me fairly yeah. to be able to do it, I will do it. I, I will make great content for you. I'll, I'll do everything that I can. But you also need to want to see me prosper. Exactly. And you don't actually. Yeah. You're 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 not approaching this in a in a Muslim fashion. You're approaching this using my religion. And they're weaponizing weapon it. That's that's exactly me. what they're yeah. doing. And and that's yeah. the thing. At the end of the day, a part of me still feels a little bit bad because I do want to see them prosper, because I do want to see them succeed, because I do want to share their brand 
with my audience because I do think that my audience would be interested in it. Like all of these things are true. And I'm like, why do you have to be such a dick about it though? Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like, come on, man. Like I'm not asking you for something that's unreasonable. I know when I'm being unreasonable and, and I'm, I'm definitely someone who asks for feedback. You know what I mean? And when I'm in mm-hmm. the middle of negotiating these things, I will talk to, you know, my sister, I'll talk to my friends who are in the industry and I'll ask them, am I being unreasonable? And they're like, have you seen wine country? I haven't. Okay. Where, where is it on? Is it on Netflix? No, because you said, you know, I like appreciate feedback. So I was going to use a wine country thing. And I thought we, you and I were going to have like a common <laughs> laugh about, can I send feedback? But never mind. I'm sorry. I interrupted you for absolutely. No, you're totally fine. And now I really want to know what wine country is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, uh, it's a, it's a movie with uh, Kristen Wiig and like, is it Kristen Wiig? I love her. Yeah. It's a bunch of all these like female comedians that get together and one of them is a therapist and her way of like speaking to the women the entire time is may I offer you some feedback like that's her like actually can I just say yeah and so you said I like feedback so I want to be like can I offer you some feedback well I want to let you know that anyway I ruined your train of thought you're fine but literally my notes right now say neogen sunscreen wine country just like a bunch of random things like if anyone were to see this would be like what is this jumble bro these are no pyongkong you'll get your hands on I... it iherb has it in the states you can get it so easily i'm gonna be honest with you i didn't even try to write that down because i was like there's py pyong p-y-u-n uh-huh. uh k-a-n-g and then space y-u-l pyongkong okay honestly you should definitely be in some type of korean transliteration spelling b because that was that was impressive. That was very impressive. I'm not Thank gonna you. lie. I wish I I wish I could do that, but I have absolutely <laughs> no hope of picking up any new language. Like and also like is- I don't think that you need to add more jobs to your life. Also, I tried to learn the saxophone for a little while, I, and now I've had to. Wait, you dropped it? I was actually like rooting for you. I was rooting for you. <laughs> I was rooting. Yeah. We were all yeah, we were, rooting. No, for but you. I saw that. I was like, huh. Nasty is playing the saxophone now. This doesn't surprise me at all. I'm here for it. Did you play an instrument? No. Uh, yes, no. I wish I, okay, I have a guitar. I tried to teach myself how to play the guitar. Turns out it's really hard to teach yourself to play the electric guitar. Who would have thought? 14-year-old Noor definitely didn't think that. Still have it sitting in my house. Foresight. Yeah. Um, and when I was in elementary school, I played the recorder. That's, that's what they taught me how to play. I hated it. And I, it was yeah. not rock and roll and it was not edgy. So I just like a little bit of twinkle, twinkle. Yeah. Yeah. To serenade your ass to sleep. My <laughs> dad would literally get me to play the Adan, like the tune of the Adan on my recorder. Aww. Yeah. And he would always just crack up laughing because he just thought it was very amusing. My dad is a very adorable Aww. man, um, but he's, he's very adorable. And yeah, like little things like that fill him with deep joy. But yeah. Dude, Muslim diaspora is amazing. Yes. Like, can we just say it, it, like the things that you, you learn as as uh, like you know from the muslim diaspora is is there there's so much more memorable sometimes than growing up in an arab country they're not the same at no all. they're i mean oh. they're definitely not the same they're they are that's actually exactly what it it's 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 yeah. not that and that's why like something that i really enjoy about my parents is that they they do have certain parts of their life which is very palestinian or even arab because mm-hmm. they've lived in different places in the middle east but they're more so focused on following islam in a beautiful way than anything else and so for me like i've always just had a more kind of positive experience with it for the most part and like i just feel like it it's it's things like that like 
I used to listen to Nasheeds like strictly, which are like Islamic music when I was a kid. Wow. But like, but like I genuinely just loved Nasheeds. Like I would listen to Pink Floyd, but then I would also listen to Nasheeds. Like that was my. It's nice that you were able to have both. Yeah, exactly. You know what I and mean? that's the thing. And I wasn't shamed. Why are you listening to Metallica, little girl? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. there was none of that. It was like, yeah, listen to your Nasheeds. And sometimes I would listen to Quran. I had favorite reciters that I would listen to all the time. Like literally mm-hmm. till this mm-hmm. day, there's a cassette tape of this recitation that I would love to have because there's, you could, it was in, it happened in Mecca and you could hear like birds chirping in the background. And I could still, oh, I remember all the little noises of the birds chirping. That's how much I listened to it. And I mm-hmm. literally till this day will every once in a while try to find that exact recording because mm-hmm. it holds such a special place to me. And like, I learned, I remember, yeah, and I memorized a whole surah just from listening to it over and over again wow. because I loved it so much. But yeah, it, there's just so, and that's the thing because I couldn't read Arabic at the time, so that was my only way of memorizing mm-hmm. Quran was by listening to it. And I just like I like listening to music. I mean, they're not the same, but I loved listening to Quran so much when I was a yeah. kid. In the same way that I love listening to music, like it was soothing to me, it was calming to me. So Instead nice. of singing along, I would recite along with it, and like I just feel like. It's it's all about see that that's what I mean yeah. is like by by Muslim diasporas because those are things that we like we truly do take for yeah. granted when you live in a in a Muslim country and um or an Arab country rather I'll say yeah. that a little bit even more specifically is because I mean we have the adhan everywhere exactly do you know yeah what I mean? yeah you walk through the streets and like you know when it's prayer time adhan comes on and like music stops everything yep. stops life stops so 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 some of it and like I'm saying this off record, but some of it becomes frustrating, yeah. you know, because ev- like, bro, everything stops. And when you are nine and listening to the Spice Girls and the Adhan comes on everywhere and then everything goes silent yeah. and you're like, bro, yeah. that was my part, yep. you know, yep. like that was that, I was about to start singing along. Yeah, exactly. You don't have the same appreciation for it that you do when you're in the States and your parents are like, oh, what did Adhan yeah. uh, yep. Yep not playing anywhere let's uh let's put it on the radio yep. real quick or let's put it on the the stereo real quick or let's whatever and then you have a better appreciation for it because it's not an everyday thing it's not a it's not an every three hours mm-hmm. situation it's a ah, this is a good idea this is like a special moment for us you know this is a thing and so you do definitely take all of those things for granted and i think that's the thing like you've lived in america and you've lived in you know overseas and like i feel like you get that like the the difference and and, and for myself like i lived in malaysia and we heard the adan everywhere you know what i mean and th- there is something about that that does kind of not you how old were you i lived in malaysia from when i was seven until i was 11 years old that's actually okay. that last like a good formative exactly and the last year i lived there that's when i started wearing a hijab and i i genuinely think it's because in malaysia the way women treat the hijab is so different than a lot of places oh, yeah. that i i was excited like i was legit excited like like excited in a way that i like i would get excited like about like i don't know getting a cool pair of shoes like i was like oh my god this this hijab thing like it's so ex- pants they do yeah. like the fun stuff mm-hmm. that they create with yep. it and and the, like the special clothing you just felt so special exactly and know? they're so creative and they they wrap it in such beautiful ways and like they have brooches that they use and like everything about it is made so beautiful and simple and there's no one criticizing fun. anyone exactly it's it's just fun and it's all just a personal thing like no one I never heard anyone being like oh look at what that how that lady is dressed you know yeah. what I mean like there was none of that happening and it just 
I also think that the reason why I might have experienced that more when I did live in an Arab country is because unfortunately Arabs do feel like they have this authority on Islam for yeah. some reason. Because they live it daily here yeah. and then we're so close to Mecca. Yes. And so it just feels like we are the authority yep. on this. Yeah, I'm in proximity you know I mean? of Mecca, therefore I am the authority on we this. Are the authority yeah. Makes sense. And it's gross. Yeah. It's disgusting behavior. And so like for me, when I said that I felt like a black sheep here, sometimes I get a lot of shit for that. I get a lot of flack for that. But that's the energy that we're surrounded by. And, and whether or not anyone wants to self-admit that, that's that's not my problem. This is just an observation from like, from me feeling like an outsider looking in. You guys are far too... You you have you think far too highly of yourselves. Is that that's what the as, thing as, as, as yes. scholars on exactly far too highly. And the thing is, is like whenever I see anything like that happen, I really do try to empathize with both parties and really try to understand where both parties are coming from because yeah. I, I think that contextualize. yeah, con- exactly <laughs> contextualize, take a shot, and like. that's the thing I get it like I really do genuinely get it a lot of times but it doesn't make it right like I get it like I totally get it but it still shouldn't have happened you know what I mean this this could have really been dealt with in a different way and at the end of the day what always ends up happening which is just so upsetting to me which is that we make Muslim people look so crazy and I'm just like oh my god we don't need more people having reasons to think we're fucking crazy like it's so embarrassing to me when my friends who are not muslim are like i'm so sorry you're being attacked online for wearing a shirt yeah and i'm just like fuck this is so embarrassing you saw that and they're like i mean they're like i mean yeah we saw that and i'm like oh my god like dude the amount the amount of non muslims that i have following me. yeah and like and i and i have a, i have a lot of them so i mean i have rihanna's followed me since 2013 <gasps> and like only <laughs> i think so, i'm having yeah. an asthma attack i don't even have asthma but suddenly it's about difficult to breathe oh my god i know i know trust me that's how i felt so she's followed me th- since like 2012 through 2013 and like actually fun fact the henna tattoo that she has on her hand is based off of the one that i posted which oh, is why she followed me in the first my place god I know it's crazy. Ask it. So anyway, you just like got me. like a thousand cool points, like literally, like ding 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 ding. <laughs> Thank you. I try. Yeah. I fucking try. Yeah. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just it's there. So anyway, so she has followed me for so long. Um, recently I had posted a picture in Korea that was for um LV's you know child. It was it was it, it, it's a hard <laughs> thing to try to explain but it basically was like a charitable thing the little bracelet like this, this bracelet yes yes yes, yes 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 there you go okay so i had posted that and i had my my sleeves out for it so my tattoos were out and she just looked at all of the comments and how crazy they were and how disgusting they were and instead of commenting publicly because like she normally doesn't she dm'd me and she was like sis i just want you to know i like i really like your tattoos like i'm so sorry you know and i was like oh yeah bro like you know but but this is what we look like and and so sometimes muslims forget that when you're on a on a really large platform like at at this point this is my really large platform and like i have i have i have really key important members of like media that follow me and i have really key important members of like publications and like news outlets and they see a lot of people and, and they see all of it happen and then I get a lot of DMs all the time and these are all things that I can never talk about yep. on my public platforms because like who are you to be like well Rihanna said yeah. that like yeah. Rihanna supports me so everything is fine because that's not how I'm feeling about it what yeah. I'm feeling about it is like this is this is this is this is their only version 
of Muslims that they can see. I know. Is the version that they're reading from my comment section because that is the only time that they are interacting with Muslims because maybe I'm the only Muslim that they follow or I'm the only Arab girl that they follow, the yep. only covered girl that they follow. And so if they see these things in the comment section, that's so fucking embarrassing. It really to is. us as a whole. And we don't even try and read it in ever. Like, and that's what I'm little. saying. Like, you literally, know, like, just rein it in, homie. Like, come on. Like, just, just fuck up. Yeah, like, you know just, just even fucking send it in the DMs to yes. your friend group on Instagram. Like a normal so person. Just- You're allowed to have opinions. Like, and I think that's something that yeah. I feel like a lot of people are like, I could say what I want because this is a public platform. You're right. This is a public platform. You should have your own opinions. Yeah. But do you really need to tell me about how disgusting you think I am? Like, is that something that you really feel like you need to do? Because no. I don't I don't think so. Do you ever have the urge to just fucking delete everything? Yes, yes, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Like, okay, so it's not just no, 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 no. I honestly sometimes just, I'm like, I, what would my life be like? Like, I'm just- If I were just an anonymous. I'm just curious what, and also like, how would I feel about social media? You know what I mean? Like, I always think that, like, how would I feel? Because I feel like the way I scroll on social media is not normal. Like, the way I scroll on social media, it's, like, very strange. Like, I'll be like, oh, I love the lighting in this photo. I wonder how they achieved this lighting. Like, that, that's what I'm... ripple effect to you? Like, okay, so for me, like, it's had a ripple effect. So because I've been in social for so long, and my sisters have watched, like, you know the come up in social and yeah. how social is used and like what the back end is of it they barely use it like they yep. they don't they use it in a, in a, in the most private of ways and like they have barely any social presence and they're yeah. just like nah, I'm not here for this you know like they it's really like affected the way that everybody in my life now uses social as well it's interesting because i do think that that's true but i'm also like because i I, I do love social media for a lot of reasons. So I did recently get one of my sisters to take her profile off private. But now she's like, oh, my God, every time you tag me, random people are like following me and stuff. And it's making it's me uncomfortable. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, it's just making me like really uncomfortable. But like, I, I don't know. Like, I I just think that it does make a lot of my family members want to be a lot more private. And like, that's the thing. All of my closest friends are literally other than like Maria are not on social media. Like literally they they have no presence at all on social media. Like they could give a fuck about social media. And so Mm -hmm. I, I, for that reason, like I understand that they, whatever respect their privacy and stuff like that. But with my siblings recently, I have been bullying them to be, put their profiles on public and and kind of feed into you know my evil exactly exactly like that's yeah. the thing i'm yeah. like i you're so cool and i'm like i just want other people and that's the thing i feel like with social media like for example my sister i'm like i feel like you you a lot of moms would love your shit like you know what i mean like they would feel like inspired by it or they would feel connected to it and like i think that that's special i think that there's something special and that every even if there's only one person who connects with it, that's still one person who maybe didn't feel like they could connect with anyone before that. And it's just, right. there are certain aspects about social media that I really do love. And as much as sometimes, yes, I do think about like just getting rid of everything. But other times I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll get like messages and I'm like, oh my God, like this is more than, you know, because that's the thing. Sometimes I am like, am I a narcissist? Like I have to really take a step back and be like, the amount of oh time- my God, I, I- 
taking, deal with that every day. Yeah, like the amount of time I'm spending taking photos and videotaping myself. I'm sick of my face. Like I'm sick of looking at my face. And so I do mm-hmm. take a step back. I'm like, am I narcissistic? Like what's happening? And I'm like, no, you're not, Nor. You literally can't even watch yourself on video or like listen to audio or like, I don't even like looking at pictures of myself for too long. Cause then when I look at them for too long, I start, my face becomes like weird and my, oh, yeah, 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 my body dysmorphia Have you seen kicks that in. on Twitter where they like, they do like, they actually make their faces look weirder and they're like me after looking at my face. I haven't seen that, but that's literally, that's me. Like I look at my face for too long and suddenly I'm just like, why is my mouth crooked? Like is, was it always crooked? Like, has it always been crooked and no one told me, but this is why I'm like so relieved now to have Waleed be doing the video and, and yes, photos. I think I had such a, a, I had, I hated myself even more than, and now somebody else is, he's still sitting next to me. I hated myself even more when I had to edit it myself, yes, by the way. Yeah. I, I fucking hated yeah. myself. You don't understand. It was like, I was five seconds away from booking a flight to like Korea to do absolutely everything to my face. No, like I could have been like, here's my nose. Goodbye. Yeah, here's yeah. my chin. Goodbye. Yeah. Fuck this yeah. shit. I was done. Bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's why, but now I ask Woody, are you tired of seeing my face? And he's like, can you just shut the fuck up? This is my yeah, job. Like, and I'm like, okay. you don't want to know how I feel about this. That's what Woody's. I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize for your job. But like, but, that's, <laughs> but the, that's the thing. I edit my own photos. So what's happened to me is that I just copy and paste edits and put them on a photo and then just post oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you just like upload it and you're like, bye. yeah, literally. And then I'm just like, bye. I don't want to look at it. I literally don't want to look at it. I don't want to see it. And I mean, if you see it, great. If you like it, great. But like, I don't want to look at it. Like I'm. I'm tired of looking at photos of myself. I also do this thing when I take photos, I can't look at them immediately because if I look at them yeah. immediately, I'm way too critical. I'll keep going. Yes, yes, yes. And I'll just keep going. I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll, I can take photos for an hour yep. if I look at them immediately. Exactly. Sometimes Winnie won't let me look at the photos. I'm like, be- can I see? And he's like, really? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Because yeah. then I'll be like, and then I run. ooh. And then we look at them later and I'm like, okay, now I have to find one that works. Exactly. So it's not going to be perfect, but it's fine. Yes. You'll calm the fuck yes. down. Yes. Instead of like, I look at it and I'm like, I'll just fix this. Exactly. Thing. And then I go back. I'm like, it's yeah. it's it's like a continuous it's loop. really just like that's the thing I'm like I need, I need WhatsApp so that we can continue doing this or iMessage. No, I'm I'm. Do we iMessage? I mean, I am on iMessage, but I am also I will I will honestly download WhatsApp, and my dad is going to flood. He's going to flood me. I deleted WhatsApp strictly because of my father. <laughs> Oh, no. Because he would send oh, that's me right. so many weird videos all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Like every Arab dad. Yeah, and I'm except mine. Like basically, we don't speak to each other. But every Arab dad. I'm like, oh, that kind of sounds nice a little bit, but like, oh, but also sorry. But <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. No, literally, we do need to continue this conversation because I'm like, no, we do. Yeah, I'm like, honestly, this at this point, I'm like, I'm going to have to edit this, but like, also, like, I want to post the whole thing, but I can't. Like, I just literally, people nope. will be like, no, people, I, there's will be, no yeah. way we talked for like one billion. Yeah, people hours. will be like, shut the fuck up. Both of you just need to shut. You are narcissists, honestly. We are narcissists at this point. But no, no, at this point, it's time is. Yeah, but like, I'm, I I'm, I. I do want to, because I, I want to add a few things that we did talk about into it, like after I, I exited it out. So I'm going to, we're going to pretend wrap up right now, but then, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's do it. So now we're really going to wrap up. Asia, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Like this has honestly been so much fun and we need a part two. Like this is happening. I completely agree. I could do this. I, you know what? <laughs> It just it's time to podcast. Will you be a guest on my podcast when I decide to podcast? A hundred percent. And also you have to start a podcast. Like you are natural. You were made for this. Add it to your list of you jobs. Know, like this is the narcissist thing, right? <laughs> so do it. 
You and I off off podcast yeah. talked about how much we're actually narcissists, yeah. and now I feel like we're both feeling it. Like we're both. I'll be honest with we're you. Both here for the it. first couple podcast episodes I did, I listened to them over and over again, like ad nauseum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. then after like the first three, I when I'm editing it, I'm really not even paying attention. Like I will just. I, I write notes of where I want to go back and edit if I need to because I don't want to have to like listen to the entirety because it'll make me want to throw up. It will literally – so now it, like when I hear my voice, I'm like, oh my God, I'm the most annoying person in the entire world. But at first the novelty of it was like, this is so fun. I'm so funny. Oh my God, I'm so funny. But now I'm like, I'm not yeah. funny at all. And I say the word yeah too much and I say like too much and like then I just start acting like a lunatic. So – Wait, wait, but you know what? I totally, I totally get it. Yeah. But then also, if you could listen through this one because, you know, PR. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe I said a lot of inappropriate things, which I did say. <laughs> so you're welcome at the end of this podcast. Asya said a lot of inappropriate things to only know. Oh Noor. my God. But yeah, this has been was really fun. And yeah, you guys can follow Asya at Asya. You can follow me at Noor E. And I will have a new episode next Yay. Sunday. I'll talk to you psychos yeah. later. Bye.